I, I, as I'm walking by the banner, I start, I, I like shouted like, fuck you, Jesse Marsh at the top of my lungs and started flipping off this banner. And, um, both like Red Bulls and fire fans alike are, you know, kind of like, like tongue in cheek pissed off at me. Um, and, and, and now I just think about it like, oh my God, like I should have flipped off Chris Armas instead. <laughs> yeah, right. um, no, look, like, like, like in all seriousness, Chris is like a great guy. Like he, he was great as an assistant coach for several years. Like, like I feel like most, most criticisms of him within the Red Bulls fan base are always prefaced with like, like Chris is a really nice guy, but dot, dot, dot. Like it's, 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 <laughs> it's never like, it's never like, like I want Chris Armas to die. It's on today's footy corner, Manchester United and Chelsea punched their ticket to next season's champions league. Aston Villa are saved by a Grealish rocket while Bournemouth win, but it's too little too late for Eddie Howe. The Miami Marlins are the Rudy Gobert of MLB. We have special guest Pat Haddad along with the typical comments, Nonsense Week, Fantasy Corner, and Gambling Corner. Next. And we are back on the footy corner. Arin, how's everything going? Everything is going well. Um, some wild scenes in the past 30 minutes. Um, as so, You're talking about your personal life. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, and in real life, actually, with the Marlins. That's the, we'll get to that later. Though. Yeah. Um, but, man. So, you know, today I announced on Twitter that it's my last day on Twitter earlier this morning. What's the point? That's dramatic. And um, What's well, the point I've deleted my Twitter account before. This is my second time re- recreating it. Okay. Um, but so Barstool put out a thing, right? And like, who's the best fat rapper? Were we not going to talk about this in nuts? Okay. Well, Go ahead, my my Twitter things is just blowing up with a lot of hate. Which you know, it's the Barstool community, and I'm a stoolie myself, so. It's not really hate. You know, it's more so you just give the guy shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, my Twitter's kind of blowing up right now. Um, it'll probably be deleted by the time this episode really gets out. out. What will be deleted? My Twitter. Oh, oh, wow. So the only way they can reach you is via the Footy Corner uh, art handle, yeah. which is what? Yeah. The Footy Corner 2. There you go. At but the Footy Corner 2. other than that... Um, Nice day outside so far, right? It's my rain. <laughs> Not bad. Everything is going well. The White Sox are still losing. It's all right, though. <laughs> we move on. How yeah. about you? Uh, I'm in the middle of a three-day program that I have to be on Zoom from 9 to 3, which uh, two of the days yesterday and then tomorrow I have to go to campus, which is why we're recording a day after. I mean, we probably try to do Monday usually, but, you know, I mean, the mm. season's concluded. People know what happened. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, uh, yeah, just busy. The semester's about to start and I feel like I haven't had a break, but maybe next week it'll be a little better, hopefully. So I'll hope for that. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, we have a great show. We're going to talk about the last week of the season. We have an amazing guest. We, we had, uh, Pat Haddad on as a guest. Yeah. He's, uh, it was a different take. We'll let, we'll let the listeners hear, uh, about, uh, as in a new, like a fan of a team that we haven't had on. Yeah, and so um, that's the awesome. I love it when we have a person on that's a fan of like a team that you wouldn't think of. Also, a lot of good uh, MLS info, good take from right. an MLS guy, yeah. and um, a good Mount Rushmore to cap off the interview. Yeah, so that's that's what I want to say before we get started. If you're going to be a guest, 
we'll let you know what the Mount Rushmore will be, obviously. But we're doing yeah. now Mount Rushmore's with the guests since it's not really a contest anymore between us. So we're just going to include a third person. Let's see what happens. <laughs> All right, so let's get straight. Oh, no, to the- wait, can I just mention something? We'll bring- so my brother, so we'll bring that actually, up. We'll thinks, bring it up when no, no, we no talk not about just it. not just on Twitter, but you think I create fake profiles? Yeah, it's a troll on multiple platforms, and yeah. that's bananas because I definitely don't do that. Okay, but um, I'm blown. <laughs> you think a real person? I think this guy's a real person in this sure. Premier League trash talk, sure. and you think I made the profile? Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you have trolling. Maybe abilities. we can get Anon on the show. Okay, so Would you if like that? Anon Rampersad is somehow listening. Yeah, or no. if you know of him, Jeff might know his of his existence. Is he a real person? Let us know. Because he's Canadian. Yeah. Okay. Let us know. I think we'll find wait, out. He's English, but he moved to Canada. There you go. Okay. So he's an English can. All right. Uh, let's <laughs> go to the probably the biggest match was pretty much a play-in game, right? Those of you that like the NCAA tournament play-in games. This was a play-in game for Champions League. Leicester hosting Man United, losing. Uh, zero to two. Bruno Fernandez with a pen in the 71st, pretty much capping it because all United needed was a draw. And then Jesse Lingard with the exclamation point. Uh, so they advance. Man United breaks the record for penalties. They got a 14th penalty. Was that? I'll start with that. Was that a penalty and when uh, Morgan and uh, it was a penalty? Yeah, and 20, Evans went in on it. And 20 uh, total in all competitions. Okay, yeah. Um, so here's my whole theory on the United penalty thing. Okay, because you know what's really funny? Last year they called Liverpool penalty pool. Wow, how the tables have turned, first of all. Second of all... Manchester United. If you're a United fan and you called them uh, penalty pool, well, now is your time that you realize you finally have some players that can move and draw penalties. And congratulations, that's how you fucking win soccer games. There's a way, there's a way of winning. So uh, I think where I'm getting at is I, I think majority of them were pens. I don't think it's a whole agenda. You know what I mean? I think they just have very mobile, tricky players. Martial, Rashford, and um, Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruno's Bruno can get ahead of you pretty quick. Um, you know, that's just that's just the type of players they are, and, and that's what they'll bring. You know, pens. Yeah, and I feel like, and you saw it on the day too. They, while at the beginning, I thought Leicester looked decent and had a chance, but you, I mean, from yeah. maybe the thirtieth minute on, Manchester United was controlling Look. the match, and it was pretty obvious. Which team was going to come up? I think it's one. just very unfortunate for Leicester in the second half of this season, or since the restart, I should say, that they're kind of forced to play without Chilwell and Madison. Yeah, and before I we think into- those are two just giant losses that really could have maybe changed. Could have that could have been the reason why top four looks how it does. Looks like how it does, but you, you know. Before we get to Leicester, really quick question: Yeah, would Man United, do you think, be better with? A different manager than Ole. Do you think they were winning or doing this well, because of Bruno and, and he's Ole's been saved by Bruno? Well, I think it goes hand in hand. I think you could also thank Ole for kind of putting him where he belongs and surrounding him with players that bring out the best in him. I think mm-hmm. playing alongside Pogba helps him a lot and vice versa. It's well, all that's about the thing too. Pogba, do you think all of a sudden wanted to play because Bruno showed up? Because that man, that man was like on the beach well, after. I'm time. not sure, but I think they they go next to each other very well. They complement each other's games. Um, but as far as that, I don't know because um, there's some managers I think would be worse and some managers I think would obviously be better. Uh, but I think he did a better job than I expected. Yes or sure. no, if Pochettino tomorrow says, I want to manage Man United, would you take him? Would I take him? Yeah. 
If you're Ed, you're Ed Woodward for a second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. But see, that's that's me saying that as a fan. If you're actually behind the scenes, it wouldn't be right to fire Ole. Right. So realistically, probably not because you, well, you know, what's your reasoning? Would you? Yeah, I think he's a better manager. But I, yeah, but like realistically, put yourself in. Uh, yeah, they won't do it. But I'm just, you know, I'm just asking. I mean, they're oh, not yeah, Potts do it is way better than Ole. I okay. think. I think you know most. So that that helps me answer the question that I think there are other managers that are better now to Leicester. Speaking of managers, Brendan Rodgers at the helm, they had a little rough go, but did you hear Madison signed through 2023 because of his close relationship with Brendan Rodgers? Did you hear about that? No. The other day, he apparently signed. Now, that could be to they could sell him for a higher value now because his contract runs through 2023, but I understand this. He wants to stay, and they're paying him along the top lines of, the, of Jamie Vardy, who's the top earner there. Speaking of Jamie Vardy, he's the oldest player to win the Golden Boot. Do you know who uh, – can you name any of the other quote-unquote older statesmen to have won the Golden Boot? Um, He's the oldest. Uh, can you name any of the top five, the other four? Was Alan Shearer older when he won it? Nope. No. So Vardy was 33. What's what's considered older? Vardy was 33. He's the oldest. Oh, Then wow. the other guy that won Balone was 32 and 29 days, then 30 and 20 days, 30 and 19 days, and then 29. In, in my honest opinion as a striker, I don't think that's like too old. Yeah. But Drogba? Drogba was the second oldest winner in 2009 10 Because he was dominant for a while. 0-9-10, yeah. Um, I can't say I could name the other one. I'm not sure. Berbatov right. won it at 30 years old. Oh, okay. Anelka at 30 and 19 days. One day younger than Berbatov. And last year, one of last year's winners, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang at 29 See what I mean? Yeah, that's, 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 that's a wild step because I think, you know, <laughs> that's not an old age to be banging in goals, yeah. in my honest opinion. So. No, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, they're, so they're signing Madison. I agree. The Chilwell thing was, was rough. Madison especially, but, you know, but, playmaker, gone. Yeah, but do you think that's a because we mentioned a bit, and it's gonna. I mean, I'm giving the interview away a bit here, but that's a big signing, I think, for them yeah. if they want to stay relevant. So, yeah. uh, so a team that kind of well, they didn't benefit from the result, but uh, you know, it helped them a little bit too. Chelsea two nothing winners over Wolves. They scored both their goals in 133 seconds. Mason Mount and Olivier Giroud scoring an injury time in the first half. Frank Lampard finishes fourth in his debut season, which is the best for an English manager since Frank Clark in 1994. 95 with Nottingham. So uh, what were your thoughts on this match? Was it always going to be Chelsea to you? Uh, yeah. Um, I bet on them in real life. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Wait, was it always going to be Chelsea? Sorry, no. In this match, like when you were watching it, did you have a, did you feel like they had a grip on the game? Oh, yeah. Because I, mm-hmm. I didn't think Wolves really came out I, with For much. some reason, once, once they scored a one, I kind of felt that second one coming. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you couldn't tell that Wolves needed that result for Europa League. They kind of, to me, it was a bit nonchalant. And I'm surprised that Chelsea held the clean sheet. Um, yeah. But it just caps off Frank Lampard. Good season for him. So A lot of shots for him being manager of the year. Yeah. What do you think? Well, after, I mean, you you can't take away from Klopp, which we've mentioned. But, we, you know, as we said on the last show, would you, he'd be a set good shout for second. My question for you is, um, would you give it to Wilder or Lampard? I, yeah. See, I give it to Lampard. Wow. And then Wilder. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Sheffield because, United ninth place with net spend of like zero dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, then you look at the transfer ban, right? And and I mean, they have better players to start with. Chelsea does, but I think from the beginning of the year, they started the season with a four nothing loss to United. They've gotten better throughout the season, and 
And I'll say this. Okay. They had Mount and Pulisic on the wings. Those those two were electric on the wings together. And if you're looking at those two with possibly Werner going down the middle, whew, that's yeah. that's a dangerous attack. So I guess we'll see what happens there with them. Uh, it'll be, you know, the season starts again in like 50 days, whatever that yeah. is. So we'll see. We'll, we'll be rolling out episodes. Uh, anything else on them before we move on? So a team that benefited, obviously, was Tottenham. They get into Europa League. With a 1-1 draw with Crystal Palace, Kane scoring in the first, Schlupp in the second. His match didn't mean anything. I just wanted to mention, though, that Tottenham gets sixth place. They're in. Yeah. Uh, Kane has seven goals on the final day of the season. Only Andy Cole, Les Ferdinand, and Matt Letizier have more than that. Uh, You know, there isn't much to say about Tottenham aside from Jose Mourinho. Ever since uh, um, the restart, Jose Mourinho led him to fourth since the restart. And... uh, Wolf Zaha leaving. This is actually the main thing I want to say. Yeah, uh, Hodgson is sad that Wolf Zaha is leaving. <laughs> Hodgson might not even be there next year. I was going to say Hodgson out. Right, crew at Palace. And I was going to say with him leaving and their awful form at the end of the year. And here are the third. They have thirteen players that that contracts expire that are coming up on expiring contracts in twenty twenty one. So that means they have to they either go for free. They need to be sold. Giata, Hennessy, Sacco, Cahill, Van Anholt, Ward, Kelly, MacArthur, Schlupp, Meyer, Townsend, Benteke, Wickham. Max Meyer's already going? Yeah. So this team, I'm telling you right now, if they lose Zaha, are they an early favorite for relegation? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, this is – I don't know who, who's in charge of, you know, their, if they have a transfer board. But these are things you have to look at ahead of time. Not only re-signing these guys, but a lot of elder statesmen on that team. Right. Um, yeah. I didn't see a lot of youth guys. Actually, I think I saw one or two step up at the end. Right. I forgot who, but still, um, they're just not in a good spot right now. I mean, even if you say half of those guys leave, that's a lot right. of people gone. Regulars. Uh, a lot of starters. So they have all – and you know what? This this short summer is – this is the last year, if you're a Palace fan, that you want there to be a short summer. Right. Because there's a lot of pressure to bring people in when you don't even know who's going out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's very bad news for Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah, and, and Will Zaha, they mismanaged it. You could have made $70 million off him last summer, and now it's going to be like 30 or 40 you know, because he only has a year left, I think. To be fair, so um, two years. to be fair, though – they, you can argue that they make that $70 million just by staying up. So Possibly, maybe, maybe yeah. they didn't lose money at the end of the day. Maybe, maybe. We'll and see. Zaha puts, seats in, uh, puts fans in the seats. Except there were no fans in any seats for the last three months. The last three months, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that with those guys. So all the spots are filled. Chelsea United in Champions League, Leicester and Tottenham in Europa. Wolves on hold for this FA Cup final. Let's now go to the relegation talk. Big game that you were interested in. West Ham won, Aston Villa won. Grealish with a rocket that was answered right away by Yarmolenko. Villa holds on. Despite being the 10th side to fail to record an away clean sheet all season, they stay up. What are your thoughts? You're excited. Jack Jack Grealish is is out of this world. And Mm -hmm. it blows my mind that just top teams are not going for him. Like just begging for him. Well, I think I heard something about United, but we can mention that in a... I, look, next I have week. no idea. I mean, I haven't seen too much talk around him. Um, but good God, man. He single-handedly this whole season just kept him up, including this last game. They needed that goal. What's Aston Villa going to do without him, then, if he, if he goes? Look, 
as a player, you can only do so much. It's kind of like the whole Suarez thing. As much as Liverpool fans want to say, like, oh, he left on bad terms or whatnot, he stayed an extra season. And then it got to a point where it's like, all right, it's sell me and, you know, maybe get better, bring different players or, right, or um, you know, you can only carry a team so much and it just gets annoying. All right. It's same thing with Zaha. That's true. You know, yeah. it's time to go. It's time to go. It is. But, but Villa get to celebrate and enjoy themselves. And did you see Roy Keane? No, what did he do? Uh, Roy Keane was just in shock. So they were showing the... Uh, is he still an assistant there? Or? No, no. Uh, Keane is a, he's a, he's on Sky Sports or he's he, on... Because he used to be an assistant at Villa. Did he? Oh, yeah. that makes it even better. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, he was on Sky Sports. And as soon as they started celebrating, he just literally had a serious face on. And he goes, they didn't win anything. And um, there was another uh, – Michael I mean, Richards was in studio with him and was just like dying at Keane's reaction. Uh, you know, I'll just – I could just show you right now. So the, so those we, – we'll repost it. But basically Villa is celebrating and then they go to Keane and – there's Richards laughing at Keane's face. <laughs> Roy Keane looks very just – so that was really he was really pissed off we'll we'll have our intern repost that i mean what do you think of teams celebrating staying up um i think it's a big deal i think it's a big deal i you know roy Keane. what now it's a big money league you mm-hmm. know so it's it's not only do you stay up you you keep so much money and and there's still hope to bring in new players and anything could happen like we saw with you know lester sheffield i mean just staying up gives you gives you hope gives right. the fan base hope and um, there, for some players like you know Grealish, that's your hometown club. So of course you're gonna celebrate it. Of yeah, you know I think I think Keane's reaction was just a little bit rough, a little rough. You know, <laughs> uh, just a shout out to Declan Rice. He's the fourth player to play every minute of Premier League season, age 21 or younger. They needed him oh. to cover Noble, bro. Yeah, along with Gary Kelly, Frank Lampard, and Wayne Bridge. Shout out Gary Kelly. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know. I had to mention that because I figured you'd say that. Um, well, Fat Frank even got it. Yeah, That's, he did. Wow. Every minute. Yeah. Uh, now, Aston Villa stays up because they needed an equal or better result than Watford. Watford losing 3-2 to Arsenal. Aubameyang with a brace. Tierney with a goal and an assist uh, to bring Arsenal up 3-0. And then Watford tried coming back. They had a Dini pen. with the, He scored that. And Welbeck even got on the score sheet. But it was too little, too late. David Luiz sets a record with a fifth penalty conceded. Uh, and Kieran Tierney is the first Scott to score for Arsenal since Scott Marshall in March of 1996. Oh, wow. It's been a long time since a Scott's been a score for the Gunners. Watford really paid for the Nigel Pearson uh, mistake. And they had a tendency to fall behind real early in all these games. Uh, what do you make of Watford going down? I'm happy about it. I'm tired of seeing Watford in there, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. They're just one of those teams I don't want to see, and I'm happy they're gone. They just they are a championship team. Okay. Troy Deeney is a championship player. What do you have to say to Elton John? Shout out, <laughs> Sir Elton. <laughs> Look, you know, if there's something I learned, I'm good with, like, music since I've been alive. Okay. Maybe I should work on music when before, because is it bad that I don't know many Elton John songs? Mm-hmm. Can you name me an Elton John song? Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, I'm going to get made fun of if I'm wrong. God, I'm going to be... Uh, I mean, bro. Rocket Man. 
Can't say I know Rocket Man. Really? I, I thought. Know. See, I'm trying to pick one out that you'd know. Can you feel the love tonight? It sounds familiar. Can you feel? No, you don't know that one either. You don't know Rocket Man. You just played it right now for some. Yeah. Can you? Can you feel the love tonight? Do you know that one? Can you feel the love? Oh, that's not. <laughs> what is going on right now? Can you feel the love tonight? Yeah. Do you know that song? You don't know that song? No, no, no. Really? I don't know any. Oh, wow. Candle in the Wind? No. I mean, he's got many more, but I'm Look, trying to pick some. Okay. I mean, if there's... I just know Biggie and Tupac. If there's anyone that died before <laughs> I was born, those are the only two guys. that. Or like, you know, I know some old rock bands, obviously. You know, right. ACDC, Led Zeppelin, Metallica, um, Motley Crue. I don't know. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Arsenal's defense was really bad in this one. <laughs> uh, that's all I have to say about. Uh, well, you won, again, though. So, yeah. No, and they your won. defender scored a goal. So. They won. They won. Yeah. No, the E was good. The central defenders, Luis and Holding, actually. Fans, Holding actually is on the uh, So, a, a good start so. for Arsenal. Um, who, what do you think they need to do to, like, at least compete for the top four? Uh, next season, central defender. They need a central defender. They're getting William Saliba coming in. And then also, I believe, if you're going to work in the midfield, either get a defensive midfielder, or actually do get one, and a creator, whether that's a winger or a attacker. I noticed you didn't say a center back. Yeah, I did. That's the first thing I said, mate. Oh, I thought you said I said defensive mid. No, center back's the first thing I said. We can roll back that when we're... we're, we're yeah, no, you didn't say that. <laughs> we'll roll it back when we're uh, editing. Editing, and we'll put the clip in, and you'll yeah, be, you'll you be made to it. be a right mug. You didn't say it. Yeah, I said center back. I thought you said center mid. No, center back's the first thing I said. Then I said defensive mid. That's wild. I mean, it's easy. Like I said, center back. They have William Saliba coming in, but they need another guy. Yeah. So um, the the one game that kind of kept Villa on their heels, and it really wasn't Watford because they were down from the get go. Bournemouth. Beating Everton at Goodison, 3-1. Josh King with a pen goal. Solanke scored. Stanislav scored. Moise Keane finally scoring for Everton, but no I mean, last game of the season. So what, what's your what's your take on this? That Bournemouth all season long, kind of just a giant shit show. And then, you know, because they were pegged to be, you know, a decent, decent team. Yeah. And they perform like they were supposed to all year, if not a little better. Mm-hmm. What's... What do you think? I, I mean, you look at their players and you think, man, this team should stay up. They didn't really have life until the end of the season. And Eddie Howe, I, I feel bad for Eddie Howe. Yeah. He was emotional, you know, and I think he's still a good manager, but I don't know if he's going to go anywhere. I think the big question is what happens to Eddie Howe? He kept him up for five seasons. Did you know that? He kept Bournemouth up for five years. I bet you if you told someone that the second that they came up, they'd say you're crazy. So... I think Eddie Howe did a great job, and I think he should stick with it. And I think that they can come right back up if they make the right moves. They're going to lose a few players. They're going to lose Frazier. Obviously, he opted not to play after you know they came back from the break because he was a free agent. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Callum Wilson, but we'll see. Bournemouth, uh, interesting things for them. Um, and also, to note, uh, Leighton Baines has officially retired. Yeah. So shout out Leighton Baines. Yeah, I think he's going to go down as one of the greatest. Hot take. The greatest Everton captain I think we'll see in the rest of our lifetime. See, that's a, that, you know why that's a hot take? <laughs> why? Because you never know who's going to – like they have a, a lot of money and you know yeah. a new stadium is going to be built. Carlo's their manager. I mean they're taking the right steps to 
take their club to the next level. Yeah, but whoever comes in, it's going to, I mean, it takes many years for them to be a great captain. I'm saying, I mean, it, not in terms of his play. There have been better players at Everton than him, but I think just as a captain, Leighton Baines was, I mean, he was an something. icon. Yeah. I mean, he was amazing. With how many, like zero trophies, I think. One trophy, maybe? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's sad. That's rough. But, but here's Question. the question. Yeah. To be considered one of the best captains, do you have to win trophies? Ah, oh, man. I don't know. That's tough because I don't know. I, I don't have an answer, mate. <laughs> I feel like you have to win something. But like, when if you you're serviceable, does an FA Cup count? Or yeah. when you say something like a major no. trophy, no, something small. Because what if you were like the captain of like a team that wasn't Everton? as good, but were yeah, and were honorable and you know. I mean, it's not his fault. The other guys around him were ass sometimes. You know, he, he elevated. I think he elevated them as much as he could. I forget what he, he was. He was a good leader. There was a time where they were decently stacked. Eh. They had Ross Barkley. They had Leighton Baines, Seamus Coleman in their prime. They had that one fucking guy in the midfield. I forget his name. Jagielka was there. Um, who was Everton's, Yeah, I mean, they had a decent Who was Everton's striker never... back in the day? Like 13, 2013. Uh, they had Lukaku for a bit. Lukaku was their striker. And not in 13, though. It was after that. I think he was at West Brom at the time. Yeah, but after, I mean. I, I mean. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think, he, yeah. I, I still think you can. You might not be the greatest captain of all time, but I think for that team, you can always be the greatest captain for that team because there's always, there's got to be one person that was it. So I have a question for you. Do you think Jordan Henderson is a better captain than Steven Gerrard? No. So I guess the answer is the question then. Well, because he hasn't done it for long enough, as long as Steven Gerrard did it. I guess so, but like he's already won more trophies. Yeah, but to me, he's not a better leader. You know, I'm about to have a hot take here. I think Jordan Henderson is a better leader Ooh. than Steven Gerrard, but I think really? Steven Gerrard was a better player than leader. I think Gerrard was more of a. Um, That's wild. What? What? What did they? How do they say it? Um, lead based on how you play by example and henderson did like a little bit of the opposite but he you know he just did the dirty work man i don't know if i agree with that (laughs) i want to see what the people think let's hear the other people's takes then what do you guys think gerard or henderson better captain uh did you know that so so let's wrapping up the relegation watford goes down bournemouth goes down norwich goes down yeah those same three teams came up in 2014-15 together the funny thing is, though, Norwich did go down. They came back up to bring the others down with them again. Yeah. So that was pretty funny there. Speaking of Norwich, losing 5 nothing to City. Jesus the scoring. off an awful yeah. season. De Bruyne, Brace, Sterling a goal, Mahrez a goal. And I'll add this into uh, Newcastle. Liverpool game, Newcastle won, Liverpool 3. Gale scoring right off the bat, but Van Dijk, Origi, and Mane responding. So the top two teams winning big. The reason I put them together is Henderson was named the, foot, the FWA Footballer of the Year. Yeah. Over De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. And you could tell De Bruyne was pretty mad. Do you agree with that With that call? So when they say play of the year, yeah, um, is that like most valuable player to their team? Um, player of the year. I, it just says FWA player of the year. Football Writers Association. Footballer of the year. Footballer of the year. So Footballer of the year. I don't know. What do you, what's your take? I, I think... And this might be a hot take. I think De Bruyne got robbed. 
Okay. I agree with the, the consensus because – it's not to say that Jordan Henderson wasn't – The consensus is that Jordan Henderson was. No, I, well, by the writers. I meant that if you go to Twitter, if you go to Facebook, if you go to – I just think that, yes, maybe Henderson was more important to his team potentially because, you know, he was the leader as you're saying. Right. But I think if you're looking at footballer, I don't think anyone in the entire Premier League was as good as De Bruyne. Hmm. That's a tough position because do I think Kevin De Bruyne is a better player? Yes. But... Footballer, yeah. So I guess it's whatever you think of footballer is. Yeah. yeah, but I think Jordan, without Jordan Henderson, Liverpool has zero trophies. Okay. Literally, they, I don't even think they win the Champions League without him. But that was last season. So this, this year's Footballer of the Year. Okay, even this season. They don't win the Premier League without him. Their win rate without him was 50%. Okay. 50%. Mm-hmm. So think about it. And since the restart, a lot of people... You saw how how bad we lost to Man City, how unorganized we were against Arsenal. Those games were without Jordan Henderson. Right. I mean, see, that's me saying, yeah, KDB, of course, better player. Take him off of that Man City team. They win the same amount of trophies. Jordan Henderson, take him off that Liverpool team. They don't win the Premier League. See, but that's that's what I'm saying. I don't. I mean, to, I guess it's whatever your interpretation is. I see it as footballer it's, of the year. For instance, last year I think what Raheem Sterling won it. Um, I don't even remember. And the year before it was Salah won it. Last so no year really Salah knows. won it. So or the year before that, who he, and he won it over Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Um, yeah. His I, own teammate. Yeah. I'm, I think that's. And you know what? Without that season, we don't make we don't make Champions League. That's you know, for me, it's it's what he means to the to the team. Okay, you know. So you think if uh, KDB had won trophies, give it to KDB. All right, but uh, you know you got to get trophies. We'll ask the. Uh, I think we'll put this up as a poll. I think it's an interesting question. See I'm, what the listeners have to say. I, agree. I think it's because it's a good debate. It's I agree with you. KDB is a better a better soccer player, but to the team. I think Jordan Henderson is not just more valuable. I think he's much more valuable because I think Man City could live without KDB. Okay. And still finish second. Yeah. Do you? So my question to you: Take KDB out of that team. Do you think they finish third? Uh, no. No. Do you think they finish second still? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's where but, I stand. It's but like, you see how good he was. It's I like mean, when Derrick Rose won MVP, but had but had super, uh, inferior stats to LeBron James. He still won MVP. Well, yeah, but. And you know how much but he meant to that. Stats are another thing. It's, you know, stats. You got you got uh, how they're to the t- what they are to the team, and then just yeah, that's what uh, I'm when saying. you watch them, you're that's like, holy shit, that guy is you know really good. <laughs> he was really good this year, mate. He was unbelievable. I'm not taking that away, but he's not the most valuable player. All right. Well, that footballer of the year. It's it's again footballer of the year. Yeah, a footballer means a lot to his team, and I okay. think Jordan Henderson did that. I think a lot of people don't understand, like, still don't understand Jordan Henderson's importance. The moment he leaves Liverpool, it's gonna be it's gonna be a shock. But the argument isn't how important is he; it's footballer of the year. That's it. Uh, what our footballer is not important? No, it is. I'm just saying. Like, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing. That no, there Henderson are many is, factors. Yeah, there are many factors that play into this award. But I'm saying that is a factor for sure, me that I value more than. Oh, he had a really nice goal against Norwich. Okay. I know. I'm being honest. Right. Like, without KDB, you finish the same. Without Jordan Henderson, you don't. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But then my question, too, is do Liverpool win the league without Mohamed Salah on the team? They could. 
You think so? I think Jordan Henderson's more important to Liverpool. Sadio Mane. Sorry, Mane had the best. Yeah, year. we always we always lose Mane for a couple of games, and we do fine. All right, you know, I was just just food for thought. I want to see what the the people have to say too. So yeah. we'll ask them. The other uh, games that went down that maybe weren't as big in terms of importance: Burnley won Brighton two. Basuma and Conley scoring for Brighton. Wood scoring for Burnley. Southampton three. Sheffield United one. Lundstrom the goal scorer for Sheffield, and that got answered by three goals. Adams with the bra- uh, brace, and then Ings with the pen goal. Um, I want to mention real quick before we move on to another thing. Southampton, uh, ever since they lost, do you remember when they lost 9 nothing to Leicester? Yeah. Ever since that loss, they have had 44 points, and Leicester had 42 points. <laughs> they have wow. outpointed Leicester in the league, which is unbelievable since that 9-0 defeat. I just wanted to throw that one out there. Anything you have to say about these teams? Uh, nothing really going on. Do you think Southampton can be dangerous next year? No. Okay. I just thought we did. So uh, we'll go to the next portion of our show. Before we get to the season scores, the comments, let's go to that interview. We had uh, Pat Haddad on to talk about just a little about Premier League stuff, some MLS, and the Mount Rushmore of managers. So let's turn over to Pat. All right. On today's show, we have a first-time guest, a very special one. Actually, I met him couple years ago at the MLS All-Star Team, uh, coming to us actually currently in uh, Princeton, New Jersey. Pat, Haddad, how's everything going? How are you doing? Uh, how have you been dealing with the pandemic over there? Good, good. Um, no, look, it's, it's obviously been a little bit uh, annoying, you know, with the, with the lockdown. I mean, in a sense, gotten fortunate that everyone, you know, in my immediate circle is okay. But, uh, but yeah, you know, just uh, sort of... Uh, mulling through everything right now. Yeah, as as everyone else is. So I'm glad you're around. Okay, sounds like a yes, nice setting over there. You got nice birds chirping. Yeah, and, uh, you sound like you're in a. I'm, I'm in a I'm in a public park right now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I decided this would be a, this would be a good place to record. I like it. I like it. So um, I so I thought you all start very briefly uh, before the game of what was Real Madrid and the MLS All Star, and, and you watch a wide range of soccer, uh, MLS, yeah. some EPL and. Talk. Let's talk primarily. Uh, which team are you? Uh, if you have any story, I'm feeling All right. So I guess um, I mean the, the first thing to start with would be um, you know when I started watching was like 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and I never really got around to properly picking a team and, and sticking with it. But fast forward a few years to when, when Wolverhampton Wanderers came up under Mick McCarthy. And that was just such a, such a fun team. Um, you know, and he's, he's, uh, he's an icon. Um, but, you know, played great attacking soccer. Uh, kind of one of the teams that gets promoted and you say, well, at, at least they're sort of sticking to their philosophy instead of, you know, uh, trying, trying too hard to throw everyone behind the ball and not really not really uh you know not really play soccer uh true yeah look um it it ended within a couple of years i think they went down like two three years later but that was that was an immensely fun team to watch just a like cool group of dudes (laughs) um and yeah and like nickname colors all pretty sick yeah yeah seriously um and then, you know, so, so they're down in the, in the lower leagues. I think they went down to league one even, uh, yeah. for the next few years, six or seven years, um, th- you know, occasionally checked in on them. Um, 
but for the most part it was, it was, uh, you know, it was something I, I said, I followed them ironically. Uh, and then, you know, now what was it like 2016, 2017, they get bought out by the giant consortium, uh, and, uh, basically assembled a premier league squad in the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that they're back, I like, I, I will admit it's it, in, in a sense, it's less fun because they're actually just a good team now. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> like, the like, like, like there was, there was, there was some enjoyment in watching them knowing that they were going to be, you know, scraping, scraping for every possible point. Right. Um, like the, like last year was actually kind of fun watching them because, you know, in, in my lifetime, they'd never, they'd never gotten close to, to European places. Mm-hmm. So that was enjoyable. But, uh, at this point it, it's, it's almost become a little bit stale where you're like, like, well, they wouldn't be where they are if not for that takeover. Um, and I know that that's, that, that's just how soccer is today. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. knowing that it could, it could have been anyone, right? Like they, they could have chosen to buy Birmingham city instead. And now Birmingham would sure. be, would be sat in seventh place rather than wolves. Very um, similar to wolves too, Birmingham city and close, close to, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely a local rival, right? Yeah. Um, uh, that's actually yeah. interesting. That's some insight that, you know, I always wondered how many Castle fans would be feeling about this, which is a lot worse. I mean, yeah. it's a whole country taking them over, how they would yeah. feel. So I guess you can give us, you gave us some perspective there that it, it maybe made it a little different for you, but you still were backing them, uh, you know, up until what, yesterday, they, they had a shot for Europa League. Yeah, and they still do. If 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 Chelsea wins the FA Cup, they're they're gonna go. That's true. Uh, <laughs> as as an Arsenal, <laughs> right? Happen, but but here's what I'm hoping for you, mate. It's possibly win Europa League, right? And they can make Champions League. That's that's also true. It's still on the table. That's also true. I mean, yeah. I mentioned I mentioned on the show that I would, uh, out of all the non-big teams, I think I would I would most like to see Wolves um, mm-hmm. in it, just because I enjoy the brand of soccer, kind of like yeah. The, you know, what, what got you interested in that? Like, I, I love watching them play. Like, um, I was telling my brother, which, which game was it that they won like three, nothing, I think, or, or it was one with Adama Traor split two defenders. Palace, they beat two, nothing that you were watching. May, I don't recently? know, but they like all of their goals just looked like Barcelona. Yeah, it was I was Palace. like, <laughs> what the hell? Like I was watching with my dad and even he was like blown. Yeah. I was like, man, I want to see more of this team in like Europe, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, whatever you think of like, you know, uh, foreign investors coming in, like in a sense, you can't deny that, uh, they, they just once again have like a bunch of very like likable, but also attack minded players. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and, and not lost in all that is that they still defend properly. Like they're not one of these teams that's content to win every game four three. Oh yeah. Um, They have a great, actually a great underrated defense. defense. Yep. Yeah, I was I was when Arsenal played them. I was like, I don't know if we're gonna even score. We had we had a good game against you guys, but uh, yeah, you're also a big Mourinho guy, right? Is that true? Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's not just him for sure, but like Jose is is certainly one of the one of the managers um, who I respect immensely. Um, you know, it kind of goes back to uh, the like late 2000s, early 2010s when you know, he was in charge of that inter side, which, uh, was just so incredible to watch. Um, uh, I mean, even his Chelsea team before that, but, but everything really cemented so well with, with that inter team. Um, and I, I, I liked, 
I like the uh, how, how to put it, like the sort of the conflict between like Mourinho and Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Um, and 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 I was I mean in a, in a sense to this day I still kind of get annoyed at at this discussion when you know it's it's presented as though Pep Guardiola is the one who plays soccer the right way and Mourinho. Even though I'm kind of contradicting something I said earlier in the in the in the show, but Mourinho, being a more defensive-minded coach, like this is not the right way to play soccer or something like that. Um, and I always kind of took offense to that because all Mourinho does is make sure his teams defend properly. Uh, yeah. Last plus, he's a soundbite guy. Yeah. Always. You know. And, and you know what? Uh, I, I you know I read a lot of like these biographies of, of players, and you know mm-hmm. it's crazy because. Now, it's really hard to find someone that was managed by Mourinho. And whether they did good or not, it's hard to find someone that kind of slates him. You know what I mean? It really is. Uh, Ibrahimovic is, is one in particular who played under Pep and Mourinho. And, you know, you think maybe he, you know, being the striker that he is, he loves the attack mind, uh, you know, style of play. But if he could. Might, you might just kill Pat if you could get away with it. You know? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, with all that said, Mourinho uh, is a tough test. Not expectations for, uh, for Mourinho next year. Still got it. So, uh, if I'm being honest, like, I, I, I... Sorry, what's that? That's a tough task he's got there. Yeah, I was going to say, if, I, if I'm being honest, like, I, I really struggle to see how he gets into the top four. Mm-hmm. Like, I... In, in many ways, I, I struggle to see how any of the teams that finish, maybe this is recency bias, but like the teams that finished top four this year, like I don't really see any of them falling out just because I look below that and you, you say like, really, who's going to, who's going to have like a deep enough squad to really, and a strong enough squad, of course, to, to really challenge. I mean, even though United and Chelsea have so many issues with them right now, mm-hmm. um, I just don't like, like, uh, kind of analyzing the way, in particular, Jose Mourinho likes to play, mm-hmm. and you see what pieces Tottenham has, and any good Mourinho team has always had like a a, a sort of um, you know a number ten to really be the signature of every single every single attack, yeah. and I don't think they have that right now. Um, yeah, and and his backing, the backing isn't the strongest at Tottenham to to pull one. From. Yeah, right. There's there's kind of a history there with uh, with Tottenham managers not getting the money they want, especially you know since the new stadium was built and now they're six hundred million dollars or pounds or whatever in a hole. Yeah, that's tough to get out of. So I mean, you you just said that you think the top four, and it's it's tough to see any team outside of it getting in. But say you had to pick one that could maybe sneak in, you know, following Mourinho. Being a Wolves fan, to a sense, do you see any of those teams or any other teams? Who who would be if you had to pick one that could eke in? That's outside. Uh, that's outside, not just those teams. Any of the teams? Yeah. Awesome. Um, slight shot. So obviously, it all depends on on, on signings. Um, but I would say, I would say, I mean, I do think Wolves have a better chance at the moment. Yeah. Like yeah. they. Because you know they've, kind of, I think they've kind of hit their limit, though. Like I, I don't, I don't know if, if, if they can realistically go any better than like sixth or seventh place, because uh, they finished there now two years in a row. Um, 
I mean, Leicester's kind of the obvious choice because they were in that position for so long this year and then fell out in the last, really the last week of the season. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't know if they have the squad depth to do. I, look, I, I, I would say it's one of those three between either like Wolves or, or Spurs or, or Leicester, just because un, un, <laughs> unfortunately for you, like, uh, I, I don't see Arsenal really, uh, <laughs> right. really, uh, you know, being too much of a contender next year either. Um, yeah. Arsenal. Again, it's all, it's, it's all kind of dependent on signings though. Yes. I think, it, yeah, and especially Which, in of the teams that you mentioned, Pat, I think it's a lot of it kind of make me fun to play. I mean, I know a lot of, a lot of this Wolves squad is linked to, you know, this team, that And I, I always mention when I say Wolves, I think, you know, the project that I even believe in as a, as a spectator, and I think the players do to, um, to a sense for them to perform mm-hmm. great. So I think if they could just, you know, keep somehow maybe keep Priore or, you know, these other pieces that are linked, Raul, you know, that are linked to even for him. Um, you know, like, that I think possible. But, like, you know, you look at Lester, I think, you know, player Madison, looking at his body length, he might be gone. So, um, you know, honestly, now that I think about it, I really do like Wolf that can keep guys for Nuna. Yeah, and I think- yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I do think they have it going for them that players don't seem to play players who show up there like don't seem to be you know on their way out, right? Um, you know, mentally, right? And like um, you know, they are mainly Portuguese, so it's like you know they come into yeah. the, to the locker room. It's like either Portuguese or English players. I mean, go in there and it feels like home, even though you're in. Uh, you're yeah, here. yeah, for sure. Well, you know. <laughs> That's true, and I feel like Nuno might have a little more backing than than Mourinho and such. I, I know That's that they true, have, like yeah. you said, they have money, um, and, and that team shouldn't have trouble bringing people in, and, and they and they some gems. Potence was a, a nice revelation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, again, like I, I think they're at the stage where, like, they don't necessarily have to bring in three, four, five guys. Like, mm-hmm, you yeah. bring in one or two to kind of keep the squad fresh and keep everyone on their toes. You know, make sure that uh, you know no no one is complacent in the in the starting eleven. But at the same time, like they have kind of a a, a good gelled squad right now. Um, for, for, for sure, a good, mix, yeah. good mix of youth, elder, Capitino, and then um, oh yeah, just interesting. To so we're gonna we're gonna shift gears. Your the New York slash New Jersey. We'll say it for you, Red Bulls. Uh, so you, we know you're a Red Bulls fan. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of obvious maybe about how that came about, but have you been a fan since the Metro Stars days? Uh, right. So um, I, I think the obvious answer would be like no. Although I, I, when I started watching soccer, they were the Metro Stars. This is right around the time of the takeover. So they were the Metro Stars. And then... Um, by the time I was really invested, so, so they, in, in that sense, they were my team. So yes, but then by the time I was really invested in like, you know, watching games and started going to games, um, the, 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 the rebrand had happened, uh, and they were the Red Bulls. So, so my first game wasn't until 2007, which was a year after the rebrand. Okay. All right. And, and so it's been an interesting uh, time for them. They've had many great players come in, come out. Uh, who's been your favorite player, I guess, of all time? Uh, for that club and why? Yeah. I mean, I like, uh, you don't want to galaxy brain it too much. Like there's, there's one 
uh, one that really immediately sticks out and that's Bradley Wright Phillips um, yeah. just because of the, the production that he's had over the years and, and staying so long in like kind of such a transient league and, mm-hmm. and, and, and our club, especially I feel is more that way than most. Like we don't, we don't tend to have too many guys who stick around for three, four years. And he's been, I mean, until this past season, he, he was there since 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, aside yeah. from that, I mean, I would throw in like, there are a whole bunch of like sort of cult guys, um, that, uh, you know, kind of captured the imagination of a, a very small, but vocal, uh, set of fans. This would be like guys like Johnny Steele and, uh, Mike Grella, uh, more recently. Um, I mean, Seth Stamler, uh, in the past, of course, more recently, like Carlos Rivas was, I mean, and he was extremely short lived. He was only here for five, six months or so. Um, yeah. I remember having nightmares. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, here we go. We're going to get, we're going to get killed by him today. Oh boy. So, so yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting time for them. You've been following the MLS is back turning. Actually, you mentioned Bradley Wright Phillips. He's actually done pretty decent in that, in that tournament. He has it. It, it, it makes your stomach turn really. The fact that the fact, I mean, like, like, I I think the obvious take is that like, he would not have done as well as he's done with LAFC with our current team, considering how poorly managed it is. Um, like, like he, he certainly, uh, sorry, benefits from the fact that LAFC is sort of this well-oiled machine machine and Bob Bradley's doing a brilliant job there. Um, so really like it's not, it it wouldn't, I almost feel like it's less of an adaptation for him to just, you know, go there and continue what he's been doing here for the last seven years, rather than, you know, try and, uh, deal with, uh, a manager who, who, who just hasn't been able to set up a team properly in the last year or so. Right. No. And I, I agree. Actually, Arian is the fortunate one of the three of us here with, I don't know he switched over to being an LAFC fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been made aware of that. Uh, I, I, it's like, I don't, I don't really have a reaction to it aside from yeah. just kind of, you know, shaking my head slightly. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So, so some of us, some of us don't suffer, but, but like you, um, you know, I'm a fire fan or not, not yeah. like a fire fan, but like you, I suffered in that, uh, we lost, uh, we were knocked out by Van- probably a big might be the worst team I, I've ever seen <laughs> in this tournament. And somehow they snuck by and they almost won last night against uh, sporting, which is wild. Uh, but you guys were unceremoniously knocked out by, uh, yeah. Cincinnati. Uh, I, I bet on you guys. I really, I really have faith. How <laughs> yeah. I, I, right. When you, when you, when you, uh, messaged me about it, <laughs> um, you know, when we, when we were planning this out, yeah. I, I was thinking, well, you know, look, we're, we're not doing great, but there's no way that we're going to, we're going to lose to Cincinnati. I mean, they're, they're a USL team or a glorified USL team. And, um, you know, I'm sorry about your money, I guess. <laughs> uh, no worries. I, I was, I was like, Oh man, that's a rough night for you. I felt bad more so for you. I was like, Oh, so uh, you know, what's, what is the outlook on this Red Bulls team? When, when do you think they'll be decent again? So look, we've got such, such a great system in place. And, and this is what, look, I mean, for, for the MLS cup truthers, like it's fine to say that they haven't won a cup ever, whatever. Um, but there's no denying that in the last decade, like this has been along with Seattle, like the most successful team in terms of just winning games. Right. Um, and we have three dinner plates to show for it. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That's right. but, um, I think most of the blame resides with, with the manager. And like, I, 
I, uh, I can't watch them play without, you know, sort of seeing how poorly set up they are. And it's clear like the players don't really know their responsibilities. And until, until he's sacked and you bring in someone who can kind of restore some semblance of what life was like under Jesse Marsh, uh, I, I, I think they're really going to continue struggling. Um, yeah. I, I just wonder like, like what, what, what is, what's your opinion on like the, the whole tournament? Cause I, I, for what it's worth, I'm on the record before we went out so unceremoniously uh, of calling it on several occasions the Who Care Cup. Um, like I, I was not up for this tournament yeah. to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of uh, course. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I think Arings on your Arings on board with you there. You want to you want to give your take? I was the one that liked oh, it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's weird because at first I felt like that, mm-hmm. and. Uh-huh. Like you said, I've, I've watched some of the LAFC games, um, as you've seen. I, I, I text in the, a lot in the group, and I get ignored because, you know, I, I'm texting quietly. So they're like, who the hell is this dude? Let's get him the hell out of here. So I get a lot of down down likes in the group chat to let you know, Pat. I think it's but, the Judas factor more so than the— You know what? I suffered with you guys, and a new team came, and you know what? But it's okay. I understand. We're playing, you know, LAFC, they play a really exciting Thank brand you. of soccer. So, you know, I, I'm kind of happy. That basically, you know, that, that's the, that's the game I watched. And you know, uh, the, even the game yesterday that I watched, uh, the, the game that uh, you said KC, because I bet the under one and a half and got that, so I got that right. Um, you know, it's exciting. There are a lot of a lot more chances. As, as someone that maybe doesn't pay it as much as I should to the domestic league, um, I mean, I've been a season ticket holder with the fire and everything, but like I haven't watched recently. Yeah. But, there are, there are so many chances and mm-hmm. I, I've had fun watching it. Um, but I, you know, I've watched, you know, a select few games and maybe I've just, you know, lucked out. But as far as like winning it, um, I don't really see the, I don't really value the trophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think like you said, you know, the dinner plates, like, you know, that, those, that's what matters, right? <laughs> like, you know, the, the, More than this. it's the supporter shield yeah. and you know, all those things, you know, that those are, you know, um, in my opinion, but you know, I think it's, it's good for, you know, what we can get at the moment. it's a good experiment. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's, the that's, that's kind of what irritated me about the way that we approach this tournament, because like, it would be fine if Chris Armas went to the locker room and was like, all right, guys, it's the who care cup. Like we're going <laughs> to rotate the squad, experiment with formations, do a bunch of shit that we wouldn't do if the games really mattered. Uh, and if you go out to Cincinnati, like whatever. Um, the fact that he approached it with this sort of rah-rah attitude and was like, uh, you know, all in it to, to, to try and, to try and win the who care cup. Um, and, and still we got, you know, it was kind of the worst of both worlds where like, we approach it like it's serious when it's not. And then also, also suffer, uh, the result that we put probably would have gotten if we had just completely experimented. Um, like that, that, that's what, what irritated me. Um, yeah, I mean, I and was, I think that's like, the, that's like the most damning thing about, so, so we didn't learn anything about, we didn't learn shit about the team. All we learned is, that, you know, you know, yet another mistake by Chris Armas. <laughs> I think it's safe to say you're not a big Chris Armas guy, Pat, but, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, uh, I, I, I was excited. You know, I thought world cup style that it might get maybe some people that aren't fans. I think for the MLS fans that existed, it maybe was a little, uh, yeah, and it's going to be a that's probably true. Happens. But I think that because it was a World Cup style, mm-hmm. uh, people are like, you know, you might be able to get some fans to be like, oh, it's only you know three group games that similar to the World Cup. I'll get into it or, or similar to Euros. 
but but yeah. I mean, plus the fact that there's like no other sports on. Right. At least when it started, there was no. So yeah. Right. And it, it's on major networks. Like, what's what's stopping guys who've never watched soccer before? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's true. Good move for MLS, I think. Uh, and, and I think they, they been, yeah, I can see how, how how one would think that. But I guess I'm kind of excited to see how this will uh, turn out. But I feel like as soon as my team, I, I'll admit, as soon as the fire got knocked out, I was like, oh, you were you so were you want to talk about bad. You were really bad. Well, you think something like you walked through my door and you were just nasty. Yeah, you were not happy. You were um, not happy. But uh, but you know what? Uh, before we move on, uh, Patrick or Pat, I want to say, uh, well, who's the next uh, former fire player that you guys are going to bring in to be your manager? <laughs> I know, I know. There's kind of been a, been a string of them. Um, I, I still I bring this up every now and then because I feel like such an asshole um, when. <laughs> When when I went to Chicago in 2018 for 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 the Red Bulls, mm-hmm. um, we got very very drunk with a bunch of uh, like our guys and fire guys who who you know we were hanging out with, and as I'm like walking by, you know how I, I, on the front of Toyota Toyota Park it has like all the the banners of like former players, and yeah. one of them is Jesse Marsh, yep. and this is at the time where like I was. I was like mad at him for leaving. And I thought Chris Armas was actually a better replacement at the time. It was also a very bad take in hindsight. I, I, as I'm walking by the banner, I start, I I like shouted like, fuck you, Jesse Marsh at the top of my lungs and started flipping off this banner. And, um, both like Red Bulls and fire fans alike are, you know, kind of like, like tongue in cheek pissed off at me. Um, and, and, and now I just think about it like, oh my God, like I should have flipped off Chris Armas instead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, look, like, like, like in all seriousness, Chris is like a great guy. Like he, he was great as an assistant coach for several years. Like, like, I feel like most, most criticisms of him within the Red Bulls fan base are always prefaced with like, like Chris is a really nice guy, but dot, dot, dot. Like it's, 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 (laughs) it's never like. It's never like, like I want Chris Armas to die. It's, you know, it's like, he's, he's a good guy who's in over his head and is trying to implement a system that he doesn't really fully understand. That's that. Yeah. That, that's, that's how I feel about it. So, so who knows, maybe who, who is that? Who is that Armenian guy that you guys used to have? Maybe, maybe oh, we'll take him next. God, yeah. there's so many fights <laughs> out in this city. David that. Arshakian, that's a trophy platter. Yeah, the trophy <laughs> platter. And for those listening that don't know what the trophy platter is, it's like full of fried foods like mozzarella sticks. He was a, yeah, maybe he's next in line for you guys. <laughs> or you might go get Ante Razov lined up for you or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. Speaking of managers, that was, that was good stuff. But speaking of managers, let's go now to our Mount Rushmore. Now, do you know how, how Mount Rushmore works, Pat? I do, yeah. Perfect. So this is the first time we're doing one, actually, with a guest. Uh, we've been doing it, we've started just recently. I think we've done like four or five, and Harding's won every single one. So you and I, are, <laughs> we're tied currently for the most times one. Um, and to so because you guess it's going to be a snake draft we'll let you choose one of those right so I, I I actually prepared a, a, a handful of these I'm pretty confident that okay. none of them will be taken okay. um, now I just want to confirm this is like like form, current and former players right or yeah. managers okay. right 
could be current, could be former, right? It could be. Oh, yeah. Is it sorry? Is it only managers or, or players uh, man- and managers? Managers. Only managers. Sounds only. good. Or it could have been players that became managers. It is managers. Right, right, right. But they uh, have to have been a manager. Correct. Got correct. it. Great, so, great. Yeah, so you want to go? Uh, I'll go third. Third. Oh, you oh. want to do the two pick. So then I'll let Arine pick next because he's I, always one. So do you want to go first or second? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go first. All right, all right. Kick us off. Who are you taking? Uh, this is tough for uh, coming from a Liverpool fan. Uh, but I'm with Sir Alex Ferguson. Oh, shit. I think he's the, uh, in my opinion, you know, since I've, you know, watched the game and been born, really, I think he's been the best manager uh, around, in my opinion. Because, um, uh, I go with Alex Ferguson. Player manager, and, uh, tactically, unreal. Yeah. All right. That was just to start us off. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I'll go next. And I got a couple in, in my back pocket because I was kind of hoping not to get second. Uh, but I'll go with a guy who also was a good player. So going along with what Pat said, he's uh, managed Ajax and Barcelona. I don't hear bring John Uh Four La Liga's, two UA clubs, pretty solid manager. He's a cult hero in Catalonia, too. All right, so that'll take us to Pat. Who you, who, uh, you got very influenced. Right, so, so so the obvious one is um, is Jose. Yep, I knew you were going to pick him. Yeah, yeah. and yep. then uh, the second one, I'm going to take uh, Nigel Pearson. Ooh. Oh, yes. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Top man. <lad. laughs> Speaking of crown fights. Great, so, uh, so you got Mourinho and Pearson, so it's back to me. Uh, wow, while I'm here, I'm going to go with, I know... Arine calls him a fraud, but I'm going to go with Pep Guardiola. Yeah, he's a fraud. Uh, three Huge leagues, fraud. Three Bundesligas, <laughs> two Premier Leagues, two Champions Leagues. I mean... Adopted I mean, every best team in the world. Okay, he did, but but he's done great. I mean, they're always fun to watch, and and I guess I sort of have the bias that coming from him. So the fact that Arteta... And here's why I picked him. The fact that Arteta has never managed and is coming from Pep Guardiola, it, it made me a little confident in the appointment. So that tells me... So that means, uh, Arine, you've got two. I got two. Okay. Um, another guy I love um, since his Italian days, uh, Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, <laughs> All right. What a, I, and when Bayern came here and, and uh, trained here, we saw them play a game as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was it, it was awesome not only seeing the Bayern Munich players, but just to see Carlo and the way he like ran practices. Right. I thought that was amazing. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll pick Carlo, and then my next pick. Well, I mean, come on now, you're getting close. Okay, I was waiting for you. I will die for that man. I, I didn't even. There were two people I didn't even put on my list, and one was Klopp because I knew you were going to pick him, and one was Mourinho because I knew Pat was going to pick him. So, <laughs> sorry, coming back around me, we're running a little lower on managers. Let me put it on on record though. I had Jose Mourinho above your game. Plan. So okay. if he wasn't picked, I would have picked him. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to go with one that maybe isn't one of the best, but it's like uh, maybe a personal one. Uh, I had not known any other manager until years ago. So he held Arsenal up while they were building the new stadium with some really banterous clubs. I'm going to go with Arsene Wenger. That's my favorite <laughs> Got to go with the man like Arsene. So uh, that brings us to Pat. You got two. Look, look if, if people, you know, now that we're a few years removed from, like, Wenger leaving Arsenal, like, I, I, I'm very uh, – 
very suspicious of anyone who doesn't respect the work that uh, Wenger did. Like, revolutionized the game. Yeah, uh, oh, in many ways, and and the, the 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 discourse got so bad, you know, in his last couple of years. I know the results weren't there, but like, right, uh, you know, the the idea that he was some kind of fraud uh, was <laughs> sick, really sickening to me. I, I agree, and the problem is sometimes with some managers, the game will catch up to you. You have a really great idea that worked, you know, that you brought in what? 90, yeah, that's true. Nine two thousand, but by twenty eighteen, sixteen, seventeen, it's going to catch up to you. So. Um, yeah, I mean, those that still don't like him, they're, yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so it's on you. You, um, do you want me to list out the ones that have been taken? Or are you ready to make your, no, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm good. Uh, I would take I, the next one would be Arigo Saki. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Had to, okay. Got that. Yeah. And what inspired that pick? Just out of curiosity. Um, it's, well, it's a, I mean, it's a common, I mean, obviously like I, I wasn't really, uh, around, well, I was around, but not, you know, deeply into soccer when he was kind of at the height of his managerial career. But, uh, the amount of current great managers who list him as an influence, uh, you know, Irene, for example, like, like Jurgen Klopp yeah. basically, basically lists him as his number one, uh, inspiration, uh, tactically. Um, so the legacy, once again, it's like the legacy that he had, uh, on future managers is, is, uh, is immense really. Yeah. I mean, and he, and he, and he came in right away. I mean, he came in and then won what European cups pretty quickly yeah. right? into his date after, right after his debut. So really actually good, good pick there. One of the founders of the concept of total football. Yep. So. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I, the only reason I want you to ex- expand is some of our, our listeners may not uh, may not have known. So especially the older guys that we mentioned, we'll try to. Yeah, if you don't look them up, research them because uh, that's that's a hell of a pick actually. Yep, that, that was very <laughs> good actually. So okay, if you got one more, who are you going to use? And I have an idea of who you're going to pick, but we'll see. It's not Jesse Marsh. Okay. <laughs> if that was your idea, well, I, I, I'm, I'm really I'm really tempted because um, I feel like in I mean, give it a few years, there's a chance that he going to be like regarded as a top manager. I, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it or, you know, it's going to be my um, yeah. Im- imply that he's better than he really is, but no way. Uh, okay. Uh, Pat, I'm interested. Um, I would, Hmm. I'd go with Bobby Robson again for oh. kind of the same reason I picked Saki. Yep, um, yeah, I had him on my list. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Uh, Sir Bobby Robson. Yeah. Because we got a few of those guys in, in this list. You had, so you guys both have sirs. Yeah, we got sirs. Okay. Well, uh, I had a sir on my list, but I'm not going to pick him. Uh, I'm going to go with – I don't know if Arne's going to like this or not. Uh, I had two old school managers I was looking at, but I'm going to go with Bill Shankly. Oh, yeah, the GOAT. Uh, he won three not the goal, English but. titles and won the UEFA Cup way, you know, way back a long time ago. Big Liverpool uh, guy, uh, top manager. You know, obviously I didn't watch him, but, you know, I've heard a lot, seen a lot about him and uh, the way he went about things. For me, it was between him him and uh, Sir Matt Busby, but I went with you, I mean, you, especially, especially for him, like like being so successful with Liverpool at a time where, like, the like the English game was, was kind of behind everyone. Or not everyone else, obviously, but, like... Uh, yeah, I mean, and to have that Liverpool team competing with like Italian squads and 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 German squads, which were, you know, 
as far as the league we're, we're concerned, we're, we're playing in better leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, is something I think that kind of gets overlooked with him. Absolutely. Yeah, what, no, absolutely. What, what, no, what uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was for United growing up is what he was for Liverpool, Liverpool yep. back before. You know? Yeah. So are you've you, actually we've seen a statue at Anfield. We have. We have seen yep. a statue. And been through his gates. That's true. Oh. So you got the last pick. Who's <clears throat> Mr. Irrelevant? Um, this is, I thought, um, when Pat was saying, you know, still just a bit maybe unproven, but I mean, that's, that's a hot take, I guess, the more I think of it. Uh-huh. Um, one of the best players of all time. I think all of our, our dads oh. would love him. Um, I know. We love watching him. He's an amazing manager. Zinedine Zidane. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I hope he keeps managing because that man just finds a way to win, you know, as a player and manager. And at the end of the day, that is what you look for. Um, so he didn't in- inherit squads. Pep did, but Zinedine Zidane did not. <laughs> <laughs> he inherited a second team that did significantly worse than Barcelona last okay. year. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I'll, right? give him, I'll give him credit for this season. And they might win this, Champions League again. This season is one of the first. Yeah. Okay. I'll give him credit for that. You I'll know, he leaves that. and what happens, they don't win. So, I mean, I think, you know, uh, he's he's going to make it for me. All right. So, yeah. So we'll, uh, any honorable mentions that you guys have? Just maybe a, does anyone want to spitfire like the list? Are you want to? Tell us who you had on Literally the list. everyone. Shankly was the last guy on my thing. Okay. He, oh, everyone uh, that was taken. Rafa might be up there, but, um, you know, I don't yeah. think everyone, anyone that we've named, to be honest. Yeah. I, I mean, I also had Lippy and Van Gaal on my list. Uh, you know, they, they're pretty Oh, yeah, LBG. Uh, Pat, did you have anyone else that didn't get called out? Any honorable mentions? So, so actually, um, I mean, Ancelotti was was one of the ones I was thinking of. I, I kind of expected one of you guys to take him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mentioned Jesse Marsh just because, you know, again, like more for sentimental reasons than, you know, because he's like a current top manager because um, he's not yet. Um, Gennaro Gattuso was, was another one I was thinking of again, kind of, like, like not even, not even because of any, any success that he's had. Cause he hasn't really had any, you know, uh, I mean, they, they won the Italian cup a couple of weeks ago, but, um, as far as like real, uh, uh, long lasting success, he hasn't had any, but just again, like a guy that I loved as a player. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. and, uh, you know, someone I wouldn't want to fight for sure. <laughs> right. What was it? Not that that makes you a great manager, but uh, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. Sometimes a little good, sometimes a little shit. You know, <laughs> you know no one mentioned, uh, Simeone. Oh, or, um, I, I mean, he's still young, but, um, Pochettino. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, again, these are guys that probably way too young, right? I was surprised Pat didn't mention Mick McCarthy. You spoke really well of him earlier. I, I, yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's like sort of his managerial career, I think is, is, uh, up and down. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I would, if I would. Yeah. You know what? I mean, that that probably was a, a little bit of a glaring miss though. (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I was gonna say you spoke glowingly i'm like he might take yeah it. uh so just to round it up for those uh listening and we'll let them make the votes to um our guest pat had Mourinho, pearson saki and robson already had uh sir alex ferguson ancelotti klopp and zidane and i have Cruyff, guardiola Wenger, and shank so um before we let you go uh, pat uh do you have anything you want to say to the uh trash talk people in the chat <laughs> that might be oh god any questions for us or anything any last notes you want to want to tell oh us? god um you know what? I, I i didn't think of like a send-off for the trash talk group um 
there's anyone you want to shout out or just talk no, to? No, not really. Um, not we have really. Jeff, Jeff Paris comments a lot uh, <laughs> on the show a couple times. No, I don't really know who Jeff Paris is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well, uh, are you give any other questions? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, we'll have you on again maybe in season so, so you know, we can talk about what's going on. I know it's kind of rough that the season's over, but uh, it'll be starting up again pretty soon. Also, the Food Trash Talk group, you, you posted a, a picture of some fire uh, desserts that were kind of nostalgic, Middle Eastern. Uh, That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's More of those, Pat, if you can. Yes. Appreciate those. And let us know when you're, <laughs> when you're in town. Well, after this. Yeah, pandemic. for sure. All right, cool. Thanks a lot. I appreciate having you. Yeah, on. no, this is great fun. Thank you, guys. Got to have you back soon. All right. See you, Pat. Later, see Pat. You. All right, and we are back. Pretty good interview with Pat. Hopefully, we'll have him on again Top pretty soon. Lad. Yeah. Top lad. Um, had some definitely going to have him back on. Um, I'll, find, I'll find myself rooting for uh, the Red Bulls a lot more now. That's for sure. Okay. I mean, I won't. I'll still root for the fire, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what? Like, so if you see them playing, like, NYCFC, won't you root for oh, the Red maybe. Bulls? Yeah. But, well, because also my old roommate, well, oh, I say old roommate. This is the best man, Devin. He listens. I forgot Devin listens. Yeah. Yeah. Devin is, uh, well, somewhat of a Red Bulls fan. Not as big as Pat, but yeah, I, I, I have always rooted for them over NYC. So anyways, great talk. We have a Wolves fan in the house now, kind of-ish. He's on and off there. With uh, he's, he's soured a bit. But let's go to the final scores this season. Hopefully we'll get more people in it next season. There were five main guys this season that were in it. This week... Steve, Arine, and myself all led the way with 14 points. Bit, bit of a moderate, yeah, bit of a moderate week. The caboose, or the former caboose, Brian had 12. Nikhil, what happened, mate? Didn't participate. Uh, so final standings. Arine wins the competition this season. Next year it'll be for something. So that's that. Uh, with 14.2 points. In second was Nikhil, 13.7. In third was myself. I had 13.49. So hear us out here. It's going to get close. 13.49. Brian got fourth with 13.41. And Steve at 13.39 finishes .02 as the final caboose of the season. So next year uh, we'll have a contest and we'll see. We might have something with like last place, you know, giving something for first place. We'll figure it out. We got a few weeks for that. Give us any suggestions you may have. We could even do a bet where first place win something and last place has to do a shot of Malord or something like that. We'll work that out for next season. But before we go to comments and shout-outs, we always do predictions. Yeah. we got a game left still, Well, aside from the Champions League ones coming up this weekend. FA Cup Final, Chelsea Arsenal, what's your prediction? Uh, and then goal score, just like we normally do. And, like, we'll let the – if the listeners want to guess, they can. Um, but I'm not going to add it to anything. We'll just mention you if you got the score right. Um, I think I think Chelsea's kind of rolling right now. Okay. Um, this is tough. Mm-hmm. Do you oh. want me to guess mine while yeah, you... Yeah, you go first. I've got, and this might be surprising to some, but I think they're playing well and Arsenal's not. i got Chelsea 3, Arsenal 2. My goal score is Lacazette. Okay, because I have 3-1. Mm-hmm. And, fuck, I'll, this is going to stink for you, but yeah, I, I think Giroud's going to yeah. score. I can see it. That's fine. I mean, but I really hope we win because... I set myself up like this, and we'll see what happens. I think Mount got a very uh, crucial goal. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's going to be high on form. confidence. Well, now. he had a good assist too. That was the yeah. thing. So in Pulisic, we know he's in form. Giroud's banging in goals. Like that whole team is, you know, coming off of uh, a good little run. I, I think it'll come down to Frank versus 
or Mikel, Frank's been around longer. I think they have to – it's all depending on the strategy. If Arsenal, you know, plays that five in the back and then settles and lets them come and tries to counter, they might catch that defense. Whereas See, if they play reckless like they did against Watford with four in the back, uh, Chelsea can have See, their I think way. a lot is based on, obviously, that first goal. And I think once Arsenal may uh, – you know, it's – if Chelsea gets that first goal and has Arsenal kind of chasing the game and more susceptible to giving up more goals – um, I think Chelsea might take advantage of that. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. 11.30 Central Time, 12.30 Eastern this Saturday. So let's get to our comments and shout-outs. Um, first, Steve bringing up MLS is back, actually. So shout-out MLS is back, and shout-out to Steve. Uh, there was a free kick at the – it was Houston against the LA Galaxy. I don't know. if Did you see that match? Or No. Uh, so – Houston takes a, a free kick, and the goalie didn't move. I'll let you look at it if you haven't seen it here. Okay. So the goalie doesn't move. C wants to know, what are your thoughts? Massive blunder by the keeper. He didn't even see the ball leave the shooter's foot. Brian says, bad goalkeeping. You have to be prepared to dive that way as it's the most likely spot for a shot to come. Sure, that's the wall is supposed to protect, but you still know it's coming there. Still a great strike. What were your thoughts on this this goalkeeping? The, the lad just stood there a bit, no? Here you um, go. You'll get a look right here. <laughs> the goalie didn't move. I'd say that's the goalie's fault. Right, because he directs the wall. Not only does he direct the wall, but, I mean, he had plenty of time to at least react a little bit to that shot. Right. So. Yeah. So people can – you can go on our, on our feed. There have been some comments on it. You can comment if you want on that. Steve said, not going to shit on anyone for not knowing Vinnie Jones. But you should definitely take the time to watch uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. So, yeah, I mean, the only reason I mentioned is... I know him more of an actor. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. that's true. Arine doesn't know that. I Honestly, I'll say, I didn't know who he was. But I just didn't... I mean, everyone came at me for the Hindenburg. So I was like, I'm just going to be I'm gonna be real here. I don't know Vinnie Jones. Yeah. So that was the, the fun part of that. Uh, Arine, I was going to ask you, uh, Dejan Lovren to Zenit for $11 million, Lalana to Brighton. How much did they get for that? Brian uh, Lana, he's yeah, free. Free, okay. Yeah. Uh, pretty good business for uh, Dejan Lovren, eleven million. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was I was happy with them. What we got for Dejan. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in the, in the in today's market, it's not that much, but it's definitely something, you know. I think for who it is, yeah, that's a great. We're not going to play him at, at all. I think he's fifth choice now. Uh huh. So 11, 11 mil for that. We'll take it and and see what we can do. Hopefully, that could fund the Tiago. Um, by right, uh, but yeah, and Lalana just like his was more so like it was just he was there from the beginning, right? You know, right. so yeah, um, there was actually a very emotional interview he had about Jordan Henderson, okay, and how much he and that's why he was he's wearing number fourteen at Brighton. It's for Jordan Henderson. So wow, yeah, it's a bit gay. <laughs> no, friends, I guess. But, but it, it, well, and then Salah is probably really sad about Dejan Lovren because you mentioned him in the bromance. Yeah, that were, episode we had. Remember, yeah. you talked about it. But then, hey, I mean, look, we're gonna bring in some new guys. There's the noise. Yeah, bring in some new guys. So, um, and, and the only reason I brought this up is because it seems to me that they Liverpool always does such great business, and that's what helps them buy who they buy. Like, I think they made money off Salah. Like, not made money. Jordan I was like thirty something. Like all these sales. That 
you know, years on, you're like, wow, how do they get this much for that guy? Right. That's when you make that move, you think, wow, you know, that that, that worked out in the end. You know, and I just can hope we were like that when, well, like Arsenal with Iwobi, it's turning out to be like that. I told you. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what helps with like uh, some of these players that Liverpool, you know, like Dejan Lovren's. You know, I don't think he's worth eleven mil, but I think the fact that he played like a couple games on a on a Premier League title team added to his value. Yeah, that helps. So too, it's just right. it's just selling them when they're at their highest value and yeah. bank on the team's success to up some players' value. Yeah, so. shrewd business the teams don't do. But uh, Jeff Paris, if the border is open in February, I'll be celebrating my forty fifth birthday at the Atlantic Bar and Grill in Chicago. Who's in? But then he claims if Donald Trump manages to somehow win in November, I ain't coming. We'll never foot, set foot in your country again with the exception of Detroit. Yeah. Our uh, country is a bit in shambles right now. Um, <laughs> I said, I'm in. Let's do it. Who's coming to Jeff Paris's birthday? Hey, and you know what? I think if uh, if at this rate, for me personally speaking, if Donald Trump wins it, shit, I might be over there next to you uh, celebrating in Canada. Yeah, so. there you go. Yeah, Jeff, let us know where in Canada. <laughs> Jeff, let us know where you'll be celebrating in Canada. We'll come to you. I think he's a Brampton guy. Shout out Tyler Sagan. He's a Brampton well, guy. Yeah, too. but I mean, it depends. I mean, what if he wants? It depends where he wants to celebrate. Oh, yeah, man man right. might choose a different place. Um, Let's go to a couple strippies. There we go. So, Clubs Steve. Strippies. Steve said Man City can't even get enough fans to fill a video board. I don't know if you saw their video board I on the last that, day of the yeah. season. There were two different repeat people. Uh, what is your take on what Steve said? Well, it's said? better than what City had a couple games ago. It was just blank screens, so <laughs> see them capitalizing on it. So are they doing better then? I guess so, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it you, sucks because I think a lot of the younger generations, I, I I think I've seen a Man City jersey out and about on like an 11-year-old. and Yeah, well, start, well, I mean, that's what's happening. What you know, the, That's all they know. They know a team That's that, all they know, yeah. Not so, much. <laughs> uh, Houston Dash winning in NWSL. Shout out to them, even though because it's against of the Chicago. Curse, because of the curse of J.J. Watt. Even though, yeah, J.J. Watt, no, every time he tweeted wearing a Chicago <laughs> shirt, the Red Stars fucking lost. You know what's funny? I told I brought it up to you, yeah. and then you sent me a text that said, he's wearing the shirt, it's the curse, it's, it's going to happen. Because someone retweeted it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone retweeted it. So it showed up on my timeline, and I was like, oh, shit. He wore it. So I was – I'm not even kidding when I said this. I was ready to place a bet against the Red Stars and I texted you. And when I was going to go place it, I saw the game already happened. They <laughs> lost already. Yeah. I was like, damn, they already lost. So men in Blazers say a Houston title made all more special because no garbage cans had to be banged to win it. True. So what are your thoughts on that one? Fuck the Astros. <laughs> so uh, Brian sent us a video about uh, – of Mason Mount as a child. Have you seen it where he calls his yeah, shot? Yeah, it was a cool video. Um, I think this is – when you just gotta retweet. No, I mean, yeah, they, they so we'll just read. Yeah, we'll retweet it. <laughs> um, he just wants to hear us talk about it, I guess. Yeah. So, um, what are your thoughts? I think it, that this goes out actually, honestly, to uh, Chelsea's academy. Okay. Teach him at a young age how to, you know, do a free kick, something, you know, basic, and carry it through a professional career. I will say that I've seen this video before of him as a child. Yeah, because yeah. he's shown. I mean, I'm pretty sure early in the year he scored a free kick. And they brought that one up. So, yeah. or that, or I think when he played his first game, something. Mm-hmm. This I've seen this video before. Yeah. So uh, that's nothing new. Jeff then said, "And one day when I grow up, I want to play for the most racist team in all the land." <laughs> you know what's wild? Mason Mount's haircuts. I've gone through both of those haircuts before. Yeah. And my hair is very straight, like his. Well, there you so go. Shout out Mason Mount. Arjun has shouted out Mason Mount. Uh, yeah, uh, up and coming player who's playing well. Now here's a very interesting uh, take. Jeff, 
I don't know if you heard about this. He brought it up to us, and it's a big it's big news. But I brought it in the comments since Jeff had the presence of mind, presence of mind, presence of mind, to bring it up. Bournemouth is going to discuss a claim against Hawkeye for that ghost goal against. Wow, uh, so a bit of an Italian isn't this the Italian a Spanish? But do you remember that goal? That one point, yeah. it was Sheffield and Aston Villa, and I'm pretty sure because no one can see the ball was in, even though it was really clear. They said, no, Hawkeye released a statement apologizing for that goal. We remember that, right? Yeah. I mean, we th- that was brought up. Um, but, yeah, apparently there's going to be a lawsuit, which Steve says, I can't imagine to let that lawsuit go through. The teams can litigate every missed call throughout the season. Jeff then says, but there's a point to be made. Without that the error, they're still in the premiership. And that technical glitch cost them millions. Uh, Steve said, yes, it was. The VAR refs did not look at the other cameras on site, and the Hawkeye camera wasn't set up properly. Uh, what is your thought on Bournemouth going after them? I mean, now. Um, that's wild. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's no, wild. I'm trying to think. At this point, it's too late. Uh huh. Because I, I think VAR probably got you know. I don't think they only got one thing wrong. I think it's obvious that they got that wrong, but I think there are more things that they got wrong. So it's like you know, if you're gonna go back and reverse one and look into it, then. You got to look right. back at all of them, so it's just it's but, over. But their point was that this is the one that cost them, and it was very clear and obvious. I think. So you I think what they're doing do is they're not asking to come up, but I think what they're hoping ends up happening is that Hawkeye ends up paying some of their like relegation, yeah, yeah. The, or the money they would have lost because they're not going to pay the whole thing. That's a lot of money they lost. Well, they said that, that for that game, apparently the Hawkeye, whatever the the way that the cameras were set up was not yeah. correct. Right? Yeah, Steve. Steve. So that's that. that's the uh, the argument there. Um, I don't know. I could see both stances, so I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I could see them probably. I, I honestly, if think you were a they Bournemouth fan, they won't go up, but I think they'll get a little money out of it. So, if I you were a Bournemouth fan, how, would you be uh, in the end? Would you be upset with? Oh, of course, yeah. Of would you course. be like? Would you have the stance of we shouldn't be relegated? I mean, I would say there were many things we did wrong this season. And we should have. Yeah, we sh- that's we, I for mean, sure. we probably shouldn't have put it in the hands of Hawkeye that didn't exist before this season. <laughs> yeah. But Shout on out the Iowa, other, right on the other end, of, and the bar and grill in Chicago. But on the other end of it, I would say, hey, you know, it, that decision really fucked us over big time. So I don't know. Uh, the championship clubs—they're meeting over a Sally Cat proposal. We talked about this like a few episodes ago. Who? The uh, championship clubs. The 24 clubs will meet on Thursday, which is what? What they say? Tuesday? So Tuesday. in a couple of days, to discuss right. proposals yeah. for an 18 million pound salary cap that would be introduced as early as next season. Wow. So here's my what do you, first of all, what do you think about that? I know you're against it, right? You're, you're against the salary cap? Yeah. So. One, one million percent. I think if they were going to do it, even if they were, this 18 million is un, like there are players that make that much in the Premier League. So I think by doing that, you're going to make the gap even bigger between the Championship and the Premier League. You can't do that. I think that should be shot down. But look for an announcement within the next couple of days. You know, others that are against. I mean, I think this is one we both agree on, which you know hasn't happened too much lately. But if there's anyone else out there that has a take that disagrees with us, let us know because I'm interested to hear the other side of it. I don't know what. It, I don't okay. If you're going to talk salary cap, it's got to be more than 18 million a team, right? That's ridiculous. Salary cap is such a fucking stupid concept in soccer. It's just different, bro. You can't. Wait, well, question I... is this? You know, I'm not a big. I like watching baseball if it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. 
I'm not gonna bash it, but like, so how do they do it? Do they have salary caps or what's what's baseball like? Uh, well, so no, actually, baseball is really one of the only ones that doesn't really have salary. But here you have like Kansas City, the Royals won a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean that's all about the sucks this year. Owners, how much money do the owners want to put in? Yeah, in the other sports. You know, they have the caps. They have, You can go over the cap but pay a luxury tax, but it's only a certain amount, a certain amount of years you can do that. Hockey is Especially with hockey and basketball. Cap. Yes. Hockey, hockey is, strict, is more strict than basketball. Than basketball. Right? Basketball, you go over to the, what they call the luxury tax. And, and then, then the owners do whatever they want. Yeah, but then they can't be over the luxury tax. I believe it's three years in a row or something. So, I don't know. Um, anyway. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Wait, what, what are you doing? What? I wanted to hear where we left off. We're good. Right, we were cut off because Arnie <laughs> thought his phone call was more important than the podcast. Dude, I have a doctor visit tomorrow <laughs> about a procedure. Look at it. He's all what the bothered. fuck? All right. Well, we're back. There was a call. Um, we could throw in some sort of funny music maybe. Spain and Barcelona legend Xavi <laughs> confirms he's tested positive <laughs> for coronavirus. Dude, this corona – okay. So – Thoughts. <laughs> I've been seeing things about coronavirus and it's it, – I don't know, man. Now, now I'm scared to get it. Okay. I have a question for you. So, look, right now I'm healthy, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I think. He knocks on wood, yeah. So, um, beforehand I was like, oh, you know what? I'm more worried about those that I, you know, would pass it to, right? That was initially. So, I'm not scared that I get it. It's more so if I get it, you know. Now, like, I'm scared to mm-hmm. even get this thing. Well. Because there are people... That are, like can't taste, you know. Yeah. Um, we know someone. We're, we're not gonna say, nope. but like you know, I mean, you know, we can't say that. Um, some can't smell, right. and like th- these are people that went through it, and like they're they're done with it. Like the virus is out, mm-hmm. or not out, but you know, they're they're over it. Um, are you scared to get COVID? Uh, no, I mean, I'm following I know this is off topic, but. I mean, yeah, it's a worry, but I'm still following the precautions. So you, you do what you do, and uh, I'm not going to try to jinx myself by saying, no, I'm not. You always kind of worry a little bit, but you got to be careful and just take your hand sanitizer, take your mask, only go when it's necessary, and I mean, on we go. You know, that's, that's it is what it is. I'm, I'm not terribly concerned yet, but when the semester for school starts, I'm going to get a little concerned. Yeah, I'll be around a few more people. Yeah. So, No, but like if you get it, like are you worried about your health? Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I That's feel like I it'll mean. be rough. I'm worried then about Kalen's got to evacuate. I'm worried about the long term uh, possible. Well, if, I mean, I have it; she probably has it. But I'm worried and about the versa, right? yeah, and I'm worried. I'd be worried about like the long term. I, mean, I wouldn't be worried about what immediately would happen to me. I mean, it'd probably suck. But I'm worried about what those. You know, they're saying there's research about the long term effects on the lungs. I'm hoping that doesn't. We'll see. But, wow, that's shocking. Why you think? No, on the, on the lungs, I didn't. I mean, it's just this is bananas. That would scare me the most. Not immediate. I'm not concerned immediately because I. I mean, I'm not like the did super healthiest, but I'm also not like the worst. You did know. Did you think that you know when this all started that by, you know, we'll just say August, you know August first, we'd still be concerned about this. No, I thought what would happen is it'd stop and there'd be another peak later, as they were saying. But we learn something new every day about it, and I here mean, we are. We'll, yeah. I mean, and, things and are still closed because of it. We'll be here every week now, <laughs> so because the off season is so short that I think yeah. we'll have things to talk about all the time. Champions League starting up pretty it's, soon again. It's Europa looking League looking more and more like my semester is going to be online. Okay, yeah. I mean, we're I'm um, doing hybrid classes, so once a week I'll I'll 
students have to sign up. I mean, this is my rule. And up to like, I think 10 or 15 can, and they'll socially distance in the room and I'll put a mask on when they come and teach. Not without the mask, I'll teach, but then they'll have to sit far away. And then right. as, as soon as they leave, I'm not going to let any of them come. I'm just like, out the door you go. And, right. you know, I'll sanitize and out I go. That's the only thing I'm worried about. But yeah. And you're in Indiana, and some people there are just reckless. So Right, right. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. That's that's a yikes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, it's <laughs> still there, but, uh, you know. Indiana's good. I mean, good people. Shabby. But like, you know. Yeah. Just like pools are open there and stuff, you know. That's, yeah, it's wild. All right. Anyway. Chavi. Yeah, so that's coronavirus. coronavirus. So anyway, uh, I don't know. Is he in Qatar these days? I know he's in Saudi Arabia or yeah, something. Yeah, he's UAE. UAE. So yeah. there's that. Uh, Tottenham confirmed Jan Vertonghen and Michelle Worm have departed the club. Vertonghen, longtime captain. Uh, you know, is, is do you think any of these two have anything left in them? Um, maybe Vertonghen. Okay. You know, like a year or two. But, um, you know, I could see him being in the MLS. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't uh, mind the fire getting someone like him. Yeah, I could see him <laughs> coming to the MLS. You said Michelle Vorm. Yeah. Goalkeepers tend to have a long um, career. So I think I think he'd be a good backup at, like, you know, a club that may just get promoted or, like, a, like a palace. Wouldn't it be sick if he went back to Swansea? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that'd be pretty neat. That'd be a great did. pickup for them. If yeah. they get promoted, I mean, I don't know. You know, you're just looking for experienced bodies, and I think he's right. someone that'd be willing to come for a relatively cheap price. Speaking, exactly. so exactly. I don't think that would hurt. Yeah, uh, Troy Deeney says Watford relegation is heartbreaking, and admits he may have played his last game for the club. Um, you know, it's funny because I don't know if you saw the interview where a guy told him, you know, this might have been your last game, and he said, "I'm not that old, you cheeky bastard." <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> then he stopped himself and realized he's on Sky Sports. So growing up, I would have loved Troy Deeney's attitude. Okay, so here I am, a 25-year-old experienced vet in the game of life. Not really. But, you know, I, I hate to say it, but, like, he's becoming an asshat. Okay. I've had an – like, you know when – you know, there's a clown, right? There's a clown in the class, for example. Clown's about. And you're like, you know what? This guy's pretty funny. Yeah. Makes this class a little interesting. Right. Right. For example, like he he's gone at both of our clubs before. Yeah, you know it's funny, all fun and games, and he just keeps doing it, keeps doing it, and you're like, all right, like it's time for you to go down. Yep. And you know what, Troy Dean, your time has come. I can't tell you how many tweets I saw from Arsenal fans that were so happy that they were relegated because of him. Look, because he made the Cajones tweets statement about Arsenal, and ever since he made that, he missed a penalty. And then now it's been. Relegated. I think he has always had something cheeky to say about every fan base, and yeah. sure, it's funny to a point. But then it's just like, look, I love characters in the Premier League, but his attitude and for how he plays is championship. Like that's yeah. not Premier League. If you're gonna talk the talk, you better be fucking and banging in goals left and right. He just got his tenth goal on on yeah um, the last day Sunday, and it was off a pen. Yeah, so. And I don't know how many of his other Look, off pens. <laughs> great, good, good player, but not like great by any means. And you know what? I just kind of got tired of his uh, some of his statements that he'd been saying because <laughs> of how he how he is as a player. Yep. I think how you play can dictate how much you can talk. That's the person I am, and he overstepped that boundary by uh, quite a few steps for yeah, me. Yeah, there you I go. Don't know how you feel about it? But. No, I agree. And uh, shout out to Nikhil. Uh, this is a. I saw this headline the other day, and I was like, I must share this. Yeah. This headline said, West Ham fans buzzing after hearing David Moyes could sign 22 million pound, in quotes, absolute unit. Yeah, shout out Nikhil. <laughs> They're talking about Alexander Mitrovic, which I think if Fulham comes up, I don't think he'd go. But anyway, 
Um, just wanted to shout out Nikhil because they talked about him being an absolute unit. Check out Fulham in their battle to come up in the playoffs. By the way, those games are this week, guys, the second legs of those. And the final, I believe, is over the weekend. So yeah. next episode, we may be talking about the third team that's promoted, aside you know, from Leeds uh, and West Bromwich Albion. I'm rooting for, for Swansea because of uh, Rion Brewster, okay, uh, the striker. For yeah. I, I, pray, I pray that he comes back to Liverpool and we give him a shot because he's so good. But... Um, like I said, I'm I'm in favor of every team besides Brentford. Okay, I yeah. did see their new stadium. And I'm in favor of every team except for Cardiff. You did mention <laughs> it on the last pod as well. Yeah, um, yeah. but they, I did look at the new stadium. It is nice, but at the end of the day, you are still Brentford, and you still have a bumblebee <laughs> as, your, as your emblem, and that's a no for me. We'll see what. I, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's looking like Fulham's going to play either Brentford or Swansea. Swansea with the upper leg going into the second match. Actually, tomorrow. So those watching you ESPN said Brentford, Plus. Brentford's playing one of them? Uh, Swansea and... No, I'm saying that Fulham's probably in. Because oh, they yeah. beat Cardiff 2 away. I mean, they're in good shape. They'll be playing either Brentford or Swansea. And I said Swansea has a leg up because they're up one nothing. But the game tomorrow is at Brentford. So watch that. 145 Central, 245 Eastern on ESPN Plus. If you get that. I do. Should yeah. be a fun game. We I will be in a Zoom. But I'll, be, I'll try to watch it. So we'll see. Okay, uh, the other th- finally, the last thing I want to bring about here is um, the table. Uh, ever since Mikel Arteta took over at Arsenal, mm-hmm. okay, so that was in like the beginning of the year pretty much, Liverpool were the best team, 47 points. Man City had 43, 47-43. Man United had 41, so that gap wasn't as big. Mm-hmm. Then Chelsea was fourth with 34. Who do you think was fifth? This is wild. I mentioned them a little earlier as having good form. Um, and this is over 20 games. Um, this team had the same amount of points as Chelsea and same goal differential. Like, everything's the same. I don't know who. Southampton. Dude, stop. And then one point behind them were Arsenal and then Tottenham. So. Southampton. It's because of Danny Ings, bro. <laughs> it's, just, it's just wild. Yeah, so, it's wild, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I, I think that's a team to watch over the summer. I feel like... Southampton's a team that'll go up from where they're at, like because they're they're middle of the pack. Right. And then Crystal Palace, a team that'll go down from where they're at. But we could talk about that, I think, in future yeah. stuff. So, with that said, uh, I just want to briefly go over. I mean, we did a Mount Rushmore here. We did, yes. So that's already done. I want to mention the results because I didn't want to take up that time with our guests to mention the results. Yeah. And some of the comments that were brought up because the the listeners were really big into it this week. You obviously won seventy three percent to twenty seven percent. And I, I kind of knew that when you had beer and wine, that I was in bad shape. Here are some comments the other lads had. Brian, moonshine ain't my favorite, but I refuse to drink whiskey or gin, so Arin takes this one. Mine is beer, tequila, vodka, rum. Oh, and I call it Mount Boozmore. Thoughts? Booze is beer. Yeah. So <laughs> Jeff has beer, wine, mezcal, and scotch, which is funny because I took tequila because of mezcal, and I took whiskey because of scotch. So Steve goes, why break out mezcal and whiskey into subgroups? When we don't for beer, all right, scotches yeah. is whiskey and tequila is mezcal. With that being said, his are beer, wine, whiskey, and cachaca, cachaca. I, I, I've, I mean, I've seen it before, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Sure, uh, Caitlin it's knows Brazilian it spirit. Yeah, she does. Uh, similar to rum, but derived from sugarcane juice. Wow, um, sounds like it tastes good. And then they went back and forth about seltzers and and all this stuff. You said if you vote against beer and wine, that you're a certified communist. That's my five cents. <laughs> and you and Matt were big football friends on this. Matt, that, that being better. Matt better. Matt Dunphy says, where are the seltzers, lads? Seltzers actually considered a beer. Yeah. Okay. So there's the there's that. Um, 
So please let us know who your winner is this week for managers between us and Pat. So we added a third person because this is a one-side race. Um, and, and tell us yours. Let us know your guys'. So if you guys don't have better Mount Rushmores than us, it's a shame because we're literally picking against each other, whereas everyone else picking can just list their top, list their four. top four. You know, so true. Uh, let's talk quickly about the player of the week, week thirty-seven, not the final week of the season, but the one before. Christian Pulisic got fifty-three percent of the votes. Trent Alexander-Arnold had thirty-one percent. Harry Kane and Raheem Sterling take eight percent on that one. No, I'm not. Look, I'm not taking anything out of Pulisic's great game, right? But I think there was a bit of a American bias there. Well, as you say that, Brian Trent said, had a hell of a game. Brian says, sorry, I voted before listening, but there's no question Captain America was player of the week. I'm never not voting for him. Yeah, so that, okay. I mean, I, you know what? That's, yeah. And I think, <laughs> honestly, like, so I think Devin, you can confirm. I believe Devin's probably voted Christian Pulisic every week, and I, I agree. There's probably a bias there. Yeah. Um, now, the winner of nonce of the week was a draw. <laughs> so what do we do? Mike Parson. And they're, they're both nonces, mate. Mike Parson. Siri has to choose, by the way. Oh, we well, have to have one. Choose? It has to have. We have to have one. Okay, so well, let me announce. We have to bring we'll it to Kayla next it. time. We have to bring it to Kayla. Oh. She has to choose the nonce if it's tied. Okay, so but this week do we want to ask series because we got it. Yeah, yeah, we will. Else. We will. But we can. And then see what in the future, if it's tied, I will announce the tie-breaking vote. <laughs> right, yeah. So Mike Parson and Birmingham City tie. Uh, Mike Parson was the is the Missouri governor who said that kids will get coronavirus and get over it. Right. Birmingham City for retiring a 18-year-old's number after 44 appearances. The Washington football team had 23%, and Jeremy Roenick uh, had 15%. Washington football team for the name. Yeah. Jeremy Roenick for saying what anti-straight uh, racism or whatever yeah. was going on there. Uh, Brian said, Mike Parson is announced of the week. Don't you fucking dare take my kids' well-being lightly, you fucking prick. Parents will understand why this is by far the worst one of the week. So he was mad about that. He even said that the Washington football team should actually be called the Washington Team of Football or something like that, a.k.a. WTF. So there's that. You know, with the whole school coronavirus thing, and now we're kind of crunching here, but, like, um, man, you know, something to get brought up to me, and I know how some some of these things are being pushed where people, college and and lower, go to class. Like, Uh But then if someone in one class gets coronavirus or COVID, that apparently everyone in that class has to um, quarantine. quarantine. Yeah. Now that's bananas to me, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you have to. I mean, what do you I mean? know, but like, you can't have a, you can't. Well, in, I mean, in, in college, like it's that. you can do online, but in other ones, yeah, it's it's more difficult. No. So I'm I'm assuming schools are going to have backup. Plans no, no, no. no. I, I'm not saying like teaching them. I think I think I'm saying go just go to online. Just. Just yeah. start getting ready for right. us. Like it, at course. this point, yeah. there's because someone is bound to get it. Oh, absolutely. And then and, it's and, a then, and then it's all, then you just go to online anyway. So I think in my it's kind of like how baseball. It's like people are like, all right, someone's gonna get it. And then here you are with the Miami Marlins, and then now this team's about to get. Now Renteria almost has it. It's like, look, it's it's just predictable at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, we're taking precautions for a reason. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I'll ask Siri who the winner is. Yeah, so one will be... Mike Parson is one, Birmingham City is two. Okay. Pick a number between one and two. The answer is one. Wow. Mike Parson is the official nonce of the week. <laughs> That's my vote, too, so I'm yeah. happy with that. It was mine as well, so I feel like yeah. we've, we've influenced it, and obviously it was Brian's. So, And actually, that might have been it for him. One more, maybe. All right, so uh, with that said, let's go to this week's nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, mate. All right, we got a few candidates. I don't think they're as strong as last no. week, but they're strong. 
We got the Miami Marlins. Uh, as many probably know, the Miami Marlins will not be able to play until next Monday now. They, all their games are postponed because they had four initially four positive tests on Sunday. Those players did not play. The team decided to play the game. MLB kind of stupid for letting that happen. So go in the same but, dugouts. Yeah, apparently they... <laughs> They in the group chat decided they were playing. It wasn't even. I love, I, love how, I love how the decision just made on like the group chat, right? And then <laughs> and then what? Like third, I think eight more people got it, and then even today, four more people now have got it. So they have today. seven. Yeah, they have seventeen people in the organization wow. with coronavirus. The Phillies, who they were playing, had Some zero of them were managers too, right? Yeah, yeah. And the Phillies, who played them, luckily had zero. So I think they'll be able to play after I don't know what happens. Maybe another round of testing that says zero. So now MLB has to shuffle the schedule, and I don't know how. Protect my boy Bryce Harper at all costs. I don't know how Miami's going to catch up in games played, but sometimes they'll figure it out. Well, there's rumors saying that they're bringing up their whole minor league team. Yeah. Well, and then also. And ML- folks, this is the Miami Marlins. They're a triple A team as is. <laughs> well, and MLB had to reshuffle the schedule. So actually, the Yankees tomorrow are playing the um, Orioles. Because those teams were going to play the Phillies and Marlins next. And so because those teams are now quote-unquote quarantined, you might see the Phillies and Marlins end the season on like a six-game series to see, you know, get the games in. I don't know. They have a lot of doubleheaders to play. That's all i got to say about that. Uh, so are the Miami Marlins the Rudy Gobert of baseball? Can they cancel baseball? Yeah. I mean, look, you know what my solution for this baseball season would have been? Mm-hmm. Have a bubble in the West, have a bubble in the Midwest, and have a bubble in the East. Yeah. Well, that's what Brian actually was a proponent of that in the chat I was in with him. And yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And have two ballparks in each one. So, like, yeah. you could pick a city here because you can't do it at one because there's so many games. And, and literally, I mean, anything but Florida on the right. east, maybe. No, I agree. They, Mid- that would have been so smart, but, you know. Midwest, you could have, like, fucking. I think their worry was that the players would be gone for, like, three months from their families. Whereas in the other sports, I, I think it's, like, one and a half. That's what I told my so. friend. Yeah. Um, I, he was like, but they're getting paid millions. It's like, not all of them, first of all. And second right. of all, I mean, what? You're pretty much like, it's almost like now you're in prison. Yeah. You know, it's like a circus. Like, yeah. dance for me when you want to dance. You know, right. it's just, right. that's not so, the right thing to do. So. No. Going a little light, lighter hearted than this, Jesse Lingard, Your boy. The, the fraud, the biggest fraud, had zero Shout goal. out, Jerem. Yeah, shout out, Jerem. He had zero uh, assists or goals all season. We made fun of him all year for it. Scores the last goal of the season. The reason I'm putting him up for nonce is that some lad online had bet 66-1 to 1 that Jesse Lingard would not score or assist a goal in the Premier League. He put 10 pounds on it to win. He would have won 66 – or six, sorry, 660 pounds on a 10-pound bet. And Jesse Lingard with just one kick, I mean, screwed the guy over. I mean, he only lost 10 pounds, but he was looking at 660 pounds. Unreal. Jesse Lingard, you're a nonce. Uh, we're putting Arine up for nonce of the week. For We mentioned it earlier. <laughs> the big pun, not knowing who big pun is, the big punisher. Yeah. See, I argue that you were really young and I could have been on for not knowing the Hindenburg, but so, you're getting a lot of stuff online, so that's why we're yeah, putting so it. Yeah, I, so Barstool posted you know, the big best fat rappers, right? And I put, uh, who the fuck is big pun? I, think that's- I now have like 27 interactions. A lot of them hate, but you know what? Surprisingly, I'm getting some that are like, okay, like for, for example, one guy was like, for example, the dude was five when he died, right? Right? And some people are like, oh, I don't know who he is either, and then now they're getting ripped on. So it's like, you know, and, and, and the Barcelona community is just, you know, it's not, it's that's how they joke. The difference so. is you shared it in a 
online community, whereas I just said it on the podcast. So there are probably more people that saw your thing than heard about oh, my hidden Oh, yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. So there's there's that one there, you know. So, um, But, it, yeah, I don't know who Big Pun is. So apparently it stands for Big Punisher, you said? Yes. Uh, yeah. So apparently he was big in the 80s and 90s. 90s, 90s or yeah. 80s? I mean, I knew him more so in the 90s, but okay. But I mean, that's also because of when I was around. So, I mean, it's yeah, all no, because the around. list had Biggie Smalls, Fat Joe, Rick Ross, and someone. I, I knew all of them. Right. I was like, Big Pun. Mm-hmm. Who's the, who the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? Who the fuck is that guy? The older community in uh, Barstool's chats just went at me. So, yeah, well, let me know if I should, uh, if uh, I should look into that. Right. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And uh, so we also finally have uh, the typical, the racist, um, a 15-year-old from Hartlepool. Your boy. Has been arrested. He's not your boy. No, not my boy. I was waiting for you to say not my Mate, boy. I, but I, well, I'm trying to tell the story and you're like, your boy. You try to slip that shit in there. Yeah, yeah. This guy ain't my boy. Yeah. First of all, that's pedo. <laughs> Second of all, he's a racist. Yeah. A 15-year-old boy has been arrested after a Luton defender, Peter Chioso, was sent racial abuse on social media. The fullback shared a picture last week which was which showed a comment sent to him on Instagram while celebrating Luton's survival in the championship. Uh, uh, on a video of Kyoso dancing while celebrating the comment, which was flagged up by the defender, read, you look like a monkey. Uh, <laughs> oh. So that is, I mean, unbelievable. Um, and so he was very upset about it. <laughs> so this is a big issue. Because what was the was the other kid, 13? 12. 12. Okay. This fifth, this kid's 15. These kids are going on social media saying some wild things. I'm trying to think if I... I didn't even have... Uh, Twitter was around when I was like 13, but I don't think I had one. I mean, it's obvious they wouldn't do this on another medium or in person. Well, obviously not, right? So, how much of this is the access... I mean, of social media being around... I'm not saying the parents have no fault, because they do. Yeah. But how much is it because these kids have this access... And how much is it? Yeah, because the parents are just like, what, like, what do, you, what's going on? And especially this idiot. I think, it already well, happened. I think. So this what are is, you doing? This has been a thing that's been going on. I think now is the time where athletes are out. bringing it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, of course it's yeah. It, it probably has been. Because kids get you know, I I had my first cell phone when I was super young, and like I had an iPhone when I was like fourteen. Okay. Fifteen. I mean, yeah. like you know, kids get and you know, kids just do. You, there's no consequences for what you do as mm-hmm. a kid, really. So you just do whatever the fuck you want. Now there are these people and, getting arrested, and they don't know what they're saying or doing, and you know, so. right? So yeah, this is a wild thing going on. Uh, we'll, yeah, bring that up to you guys. Uh, so some honorable mentions: uh, Fabinho was burglarized, um, yes. and they took quite a few things. Was it Fabinho or Firmino? Uh oh. Wait, it was Fabinho, right? what happened maybe it was yeah it was Fabinho this time but you know what it's funny you mention that because Firmino was in the past so my point is what can soccer players do well about I, this because people know when they're not home well I know Firmino you know? Firmino and his family um had Fabinho days after that stay at stay at Firmino's place and okay Firmino and Fabinho went to practice together and the wives hung out with the kids just for like safety precautions right um, what can they do? I mean, I thought these players maybe had security outside of their place or like lived in gated communities. Mm-hmm. I mean, with, with how soccer is, especially in the Premier League, you're the most followed league, not just in your country, but in the world. Right. Um, 
I mean, it's well known what your salaries are, a lot of money. Yeah. You know, you think, I know each player and manager has someone that follows them home just to make sure they get home safe and they go back. Um, I think maybe they should start having security at the yeah. house. And Absolutely. This happened while they were celebrating the title. It, it, it's sad to say, but uh, to, in today, when you're, if you're a Premier League soccer player, um, you're, you're really not safe if you don't have security. Yeah, and yeah. A, a number of a number of jewelry items were stolen alongside a gray Audi, which has since been recovered in the Wigan area. Wow, that's wild that you could steal a whole car. Whole because you have to find you have to find the keys. Ah, actually, it's not too hard, is it? I, I guess. I mean, not. that's a jackpot and a half, though, isn't it? Yeah, and this is the yeah. I mean, and just addition, change the license plates. Sadio Mane saw several. I, we're not trying to teach oh, people how to number, steal. Oh, VIN number though. Sadio Mane saw several items stolen as he played a Champions League game against Bayern Munich last year, with teammates Roberto Firmino and Dejan Lovren also amongst past victims of similar acts. So yeah. a lot of these happening. I mean, Merseyside, not the you know, not the best place either. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So that I was mean, a, London. Hey, you have no room to talk. You had people with knives attack your guys. So well, yeah. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm just saying this is a common theme in this case. Yeah. Interesting. You know, know, weird, weird yeah. things going on. I mean, on. especially where. Um, if they're anywhere close to the training ground, not, you know, there's some interesting areas in Liverpool. Like I said, you, you go right outside Anfield. It's not the richest area. It's literally right across the street. So, their neighborhoods. Yep. And, uh, and another, I don't, mention, I don't know who this would have been on, but uh, Romanian manager Mircea Lucescu had to leave his post as the Dinamo Kiev manager after only four days of taking charge. He used to be the boss of Turkey and Romania, so it's a big name. Right. But he was also in charge of Dinamo's bitter rival, Shakhtar Donetsk. Yes. And so the fans were not very happy. So I don't know who that would be on, but tough situation yeah. there. So let's go to the uh, fantasy corner. Top scorers this week, De Bruyne, 19, Aubameyang, 16, Mount, 14, Shea Adams, 13, and Joshua King had 12. I triple captain Aubameyang this week, so I got big numbers. Only thing that would have been better was Kevin De Bruyne being triple captain. Uh, there are no ins and outs. It's the, I mean, it's pretty much over. So what I want to do instead of giving our suggestions is ask you, because this is a wild story, how did your fantasy season go? I stayed up with making zero transfers. So to give you an idea, there's a league that he's, he's that we're in that has relegation and promotion. And yes. he didn't make any transfers. Semi- lo- a 17-team league. He logged in one time, Trapping. and he ended up getting 13th or 12th or 13th. Because there was one week that Martial had 1,000 points for you because you captained him the entire season. Trust, look, trust your guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's honestly one of the – it I, has to be up there as one of the – I mean, it was good. You picked good initially, but it has to be one of the luckiest things. Just, I don't think it's luck. You can't call that luck. How to never call? update your team and yeah. stay up is, is – I think that's more so saying you drafted very well. Yes, but things what do you happen mean? over the season and injuries occur, so – You've passed people up that maybe didn't have as many injuries. Because I, I got a good backup keeper. I Look, Allison wasn't starting for me. It was Pope. Yeah. No, I know. I had Pope as well. Good, good I'm boy. saying, I'm saying, like, just draft well. And then I think... So you're saying there was zero luck The person with up. the most transfers in that league didn't finish in top four. Right. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not like, saying you, you have to have the most. But you, for you to have zero transfers and not finish in the bottom I don't three, think that's you lucky. don't think that's luck at all? No. No. You're out of your damn mind. How is that lucky? I'm confused. Because you, you make no transfers. That's that's you didn't even manage your team. If you pick a good enough team, you don't have to You didn't to. even know who your team was half the time. Yeah, I did. I drafted them. <laughs> yeah, but if I asked you in December or one point who's on your team, I don't know, I haven't logged in in two months. I got Nick Pope. 
That's about all you need. And I got Tony. Okay. Can you name any other players on your team right now? Right now. Uh, yeah, James Madison. Did you have James Madison? Who else did you have? Um, I think I had uh, Trent. I had Trent. <laughs> Trent, Alexander Arnold. Uh-huh. I think I had like... I'm just going to name people. Maybe Hector Valorant. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, fun season. Uh, I finished I'm that only, at you. I'm only salty because I got relegated so by you, five points. You're going to the championship? No, so I had yeah, to pay extra money. But you're getting relegated. No, I'm going to play again next year. Except you had to, so what they do is they We're had the bottom three pay extra extra money, um, and no because what happened was my issue was so I, I see you got lucky because I stopped managing for about I think about a month when I was in Australia okay. I did not even touch my team right uh, and when I was gone right I went from being in a decent spot in every league I was in especially in Steve had a league too to just like really crashed. The last few weeks here, I made a push. I had a great week this week. Most disappointing fantasy player for you? Um, you know, James, I had James Madison actually at the beginning, and I had to get rid of him because he, he, was, he was not good. So he was very disappointing for me. Outside of that, I picked up a few good players along the way. But I kept waiting for him to hit, and he didn't hit. So James Madison, yeah, and I had to get rid of him. I tried to stick with him for 10 weeks. I did your strategy of stick with your guys. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so... The reason I bring this up is we um, we might do a league next year. So everyone, keep your ears open. Steve uh, is good at he runs these leagues in, in, on the EPL site. So anyone that's listening, if you want in on the league next season, shout us out at Twitter. Okay, let us know if you want in, and Steve will put an invite out. The league's getting close, so start making your mind up there. I'm looking at you guys, uh, the the ones that listen pretty often, and we might uh, might put a little money on it. We'll see what happens. Okay. With that said, speaking of money, let's finally go to the gambling corner. And it was basically a whole bunch of teams trying to catch up to Arin, and that didn't happen. So Arin didn't bet, and he won at plus thirty-two dollars and forty-four cents. Uh, Brian, both Brian and I went for home runs. Brian put ten dollars to win five hundred and twenty-eight dollars. This man had a parlay of epic proportions. A six-team parlay, Arsenal, City, West Ham, Burnley, Everton, Tottenham, and only two of them hit out of six. Yeah. So Brian lost 10, but he finishes in second at plus 204, so you're still positive. C finishes third. He only lost three. He put three down to win 95.06, so this was also a wild parlay, of uh, Burnley, Villa, who did both did not win, so that screwed him over. But he had Arsenal, United, City, and Liverpool. So those were four that hit, but... Yes, it all. That was a 16 parlay. And my 14 parlay that would have won the league, I hit three of four. I got Arsenal, City, and Liverpool. Everton screwed me over by not beating Bournemouth. Had that happened, I would have won this league. Instead, I finished in dead last, minus 29-29. So that closes the books on the gambling corner for the season. Next year, again, this is one that we'll do maybe a little competition. So so who won it? You, you I, yeah, I mentioned I it. I, I said it. So <laughs> I said it. So I've won the double. I've only gone and done the double. So I'm the best undisputed. Uh, for this season. I have the most knowledge. I think that's no, what I mean. For, right? no, you were the, no, you won this season. We'll see what happens next year when there are stakes, when there are real things on the line. We'll see what happens. Look, all I'm saying is there, there were two, two different competitions we did. Yeah. I unanimously, unanimously won both by a country mile. Okay. Well, this one people are going for the going for it in the end so you can see why well, well let's try to make make it more fun next year we'll i say i didn't go for it at the end either we'll add some rules Let's or we'll add some either some money or something you know not you know what, crazy please please not but crazy. i just feel bad about 
taking money from you guys. So, well, I don't think maybe we'll do some sort of prize where last place gets first place something. That's if I win, I won't be taking under money. twenty bucks. That's like playing in the. That's like you know getting a five on five and the other team has like Mo Salah on it. You know that's just not fair. Right. So we'll think of something. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Would you? No, I wasn't saying. I was thinking. Would you say? <laughs> what did you say? Say it again. I'm saying it's unfair to have me play with you guys because I'm. I'm I'm All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I don't have much. I mean, you won. Good job. Congratulations. <laughs> Be a little humble, mate. <laughs> you know. Hey, um, man, I back it up with how I play on like Troy Dini. If anyone has suggestions for the two games, my thought is in one of the games we could do like the last place guy gets the first place guy like a prize of under 10 or 20 bucks just for fun. Like a banter. It could be you a banter about gift. about the no, 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 I'm talking about next season. Oh. I'm thinking that could be for the fantasy game because that's like we every still, I mean, people still put in your and predictions I for the FA Cup final. And I think for Gambling Corner, we should do like first place gets to pick fourth place shots, second gets to pick third. So like if you finish high in the Gambling Corner, it, it will just do shots on that one. So nothing money related uh, or something. We'll figure a way out. Um, now, before we sign off, I've got Gambling Corner picks for you guys. MLS is back. It's still on. Guys, Take Portland at minus 134 versus Cincinnati. They stink. Sorry, Nikhil. LAFC, moneymaker for me, minus 112 against Orlando. And my shock pick, and I'm going to put money on all of these, I think. We'll see. Philadelphia Union over Sporting Kansas City comes in at plus 205. That's the one to hit. Um, do you have anything? No? With that said, let's go to the Villarreal manager. <laughs> Unai Emery. Aloha. Love you guys. Good evening, Alexa. Please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. 